Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. Rise and shine, Googans, go time, on a Monday morning from victory formation. A win is a win, they all count. But beating those bastages to death in Nashville could not feel any sweeter. So much to get to to get along and get through here. First, we do nod to the computer graphic generated board on every NFL post-game show or studio show yesterday, and we will peer our eyes to the right column in the in the hunt where we at least appear, and that's what happens when you go on the road. You take your uh, arch rival, you hold him by the back of the face, and you punch him square in the mouth. And after you punch him, you punch him again. Hey, Tennessee, I thought y'all were tough, man. I thought the Titans were uh, the big, burly, tough team. You're a bunch of sissies, boys, and you're going to get another one in January, but we got to get there first. Look, pr- pretty simple, the pattern to success yesterday. And look, w- when you have a game like yesterday, it jumps out at you. When you have a typical NFL game, it doesn't. You win the turnover battle 4 nothing. you win the game. Now, I know we've had some of these extraordinarily statistical anomalies this year, right, where we've won all these categories and still somehow lost the game. But yesterday, uh, four turnovers, 20 points. I mean, it wasn't the great equalizer. It was the great advantage. And without those turnovers and turning them into points, I'm not sure how the game goes. Derrick Henry may have ran for 300 yards had we not put them behind the scoreboard to the point they had to abandon that attack. And by the way, I'm not so sure they should have. That's about all they had was Derrick Henry. Tanny Hill's no good. Their offensive line is no good. You put them in a passing situation, they are no good. And now at 5-8 and eight and suddenly renewed hope, uh, the Jaguars will transition to their last four games of the year. I have a couple of those at home. Uh, bookends uh, with the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, this week, and the Titans to end things. But yesterday's victory goes a long way. I chalk it up to the three T's, and to me, the last T is most important, believe it or not, but the three T's, one already referenced, turnovers. And what the Jaguars did yesterday, I mean, not just momentum-changing, game-changing plays, whether it was down 7 nothing, uh, hey, we got a rookie sighting. Trayvon Walker with the sack and the strip and the fumble recovery led to a Jaguars touchdown to tie the game. Or when it was 14-13 and the Titans were on the move at the end of the half. Derrick Henry fumbled there on the sideline. Uh, Jack not only picked it up, but converted that into a touchdown before the break. I mean, the, the, the turnovers were impactful. They changed the game. They gave the Jaguars the win. That aggressive, you know, capitalizing on errors by the opposition. Uh, if, you can, if you can channel that each and every week, you're a really good football team. So turnovers, one of the T's. Uh, the second T was Trevor. Again, lucky for y'all, we're, we're done collecting receipts. I did that a couple of weeks ago. This is just another step. This is a step where, okay, I'll put you on the back and throw for 380 if we're not going to be able to run it on these guys. And they weren't. The one thing the Titans 
are able to do, and they did it again yesterday with stop the run. You know, if we're looking for one thing to say, Ooh, we got to get that going again, it is the run game, and, and, and Travis Etienne has gone AWOL on us now for about a month. But yesterday it didn't matter because Trevor said, I got this. I got this. Overcame a couple drops early in the game. He is on some long streak now of no interceptions. His biggest game statistically, but beyond the stats, they needed it. They needed him to play like a top three quarterback in the NFL. And yesterday he played like a top three quarterback in the NFL. You can't, this is again, we found the, myself saying this a couple times in the last three weeks. There's not a Northern quarterback you could, in the entire league you could have put on the Jags yesterday and, and been better off. Not one. Not Mahomes, not Allen, not Jalen Hurts, no one. Trevor Lawrence is playing the position as good as anybody in the league in the last four. He's thrown 100-and-something passes without interception. His last four games, he's got 10 touchdowns, no picks. His passer rating's pushing 100 again. He's top 10 in yards. He's top 10 in, in fewest interceptions. I mean, it, it is a breakout year, and beyond the happiness of winning that game, the satisfaction of winning that game yesterday, I mean, I got news for you. We're winning the South next year. Book it right now. Go ahead. Mark it down. Uh, prepare for the playoffs. The AFC South has a serious problem, man, and his name is Trevor Lawrence. We have the best quarterback in the division by a mile, and it's bad news for the three teams that join us. So I don't know how bad the Titans are going to fold down the stretch here. That's three losses in a row, and they've let the five and eight Jaguars back into the conversation. I mean, we are this – we're one tiny – step away from controlling destiny in the division. It's a difficult step, but the Titans play at the Chargers next week and the Jags host the Cowboys. If Tennessee loses in LA and the Jaguars win, the Jags control the division now. And this is with some up and down, trying to find themselves, get some defensive consistency. We're fitting to go on a run here in this division and own it. O-W-N. We're about to have a nice little 10-year period where we go to the playoffs seven years. It'll start next year when the Jaguars win the division. We still have work to do this year. Look, I'll say it again emphatically. Roll tape. Post it. Your 2023 AFC South champs won in Tennessee yesterday. That was the changing of the guard. That was your old news. We're the new story. That's what happened yesterday. That was a beatdown. I know they were missing players. Guess what? So are the Jags. So is Jacksonville. Banged up and beat up in a, in a number of ways. Just as Peyton Manning and then Andrew Luck, to a degree Deshaun Watson. I mean, look how the AFC South has gone, gang, since its formation 20 years ago. Peyton won it all the time because he was the best quarterback. And then Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck won it every year because they were the best quarterbacks. Quarterback play in this division is horrific, and we don't just have the best in this division. We have one of the best in the league. The next two or three years, we're going to see Trevor Lawrence evolve into the same conversation as Mahomes and Allen and Herbert and those guys. And we are going to take control of this division with a coach who knows what he's doing, and that leads to the third T. Don't underestimate this one. What was the catchphrase last week coming off of that embarrassment at Detroit? Straight trash, homie. Yeah, well, that was my that was my catchphrase. What was the message from Doug Peterson 
to his team, to his staff, to his fans, to, I'm sure, an individual meeting with his owner. Do you remember what the catchphrase was? This was a one-off. The guys are embarrassed. We're embarrassed. It happens in the NFL. Losing this game 40-14 to is a one-off from what we are. This is not what we are. If you are going to play your cards, they better be the best cards on the table. Or you will lose trust. If you tell your team, this is a one-off, if we do this, this, and this, we'll be fine. If you tell your fans, this is a one-off, we won't do that again. If you tell your staff, this is a one-off, this can't happen again, then you better not come back the next week and lose 38-14. You better prove that your words, your evaluation, your observations, you better prove that they're correct, that you have a better idea about what your football team than is than any of those other elements that I just mentioned. The fans, the team itself, your staff, the ownership group. And so Doug Peterson put himself out there a little bit last week. We don't know for sure what this football team is. The football, What the Jaguars have shown us year after year after year is that that is not a one-off. That's what we are. We just reverted back to our good, solid DNA when Detroit blistered us on the road. And Doug Peterson said, nope, no, no, no. I'll tell you how I look at it. We burn the film. You take the experience of what it felt like to embarrass yourself and you prove to everyone that that was just a one-off. That's not who we are. Everybody has one of those over the course of the year. We just had ours and we'll bounce back. And, buddy, that last T is the most important, and it's what's made me already today declare next year's AFC South champions. While we're at it, I'll go ahead and tell you who's going to win in 2024. You want to know 2025? I mean, barring some catastrophic injury by our franchise quarterback, this is a team big-time arrow pointed up, man. And when they can play frisky defense like they did yesterday, sack the quarterback, force turnovers, they're really about as good as anybody in football right now. Look, the Titans are struggling right now. They lost to the Jags about like the Eagles beat them in Philly. They lost to the Jags in a, in a lot worse fashion than the big, bad Cincinnati Bengals beat them just two weeks ago. Dad, dad bleep yesterday was for real now. You went to a place you haven't won in forever against the big bad bully of the division. You grabbed him by the back of the head, by the hair, and you punched him right square in the mouth. You said you want to spit your teeth out before I hit you again, or do you want to go ahead and take number two? Stomped him. Hobnail booted him. And it was, I believe, the, the ramifications of that win yesterday are going to resonate for years to come. Because we are the new deal in the AFC South. That's what we are. Doesn't mean we're going to win every game. Doesn't mean it's going to be. Doesn't mean we can't turn around and fail again. But I've seen enough. I've seen enough. The AFC South has them a big old Trevor Lawrence problem. Just as for years, the AFC South had a Peyton Manning problem. It had a Deshaun Watson problem. And it had an Andrew Luck problem. Now the problem lives here. Now the problem takes the center snap for the Jaguars, and the problem's name is Trevor Lawrence. And he's a problem this division is not going to be able to 
hold off. As for the next 10 years, year in, year out, we'll be the team that pushes double-digit wins. We'll be the team that has the franchise quarterback. We'll be the team that at various times in this next period will be the hot pick for the Super Bowl in the preseason. That's what's coming. That's what's coming with a coach who has just very quickly proven himself to be the second best coach we've ever had, even with a record of just five and eight. When you have the ability to take what happened to your football team a week ago in Detroit and one week later on the road in a place that you never win with a team that literally bullies you and makes fun of you and a beat that Titans ass like they did yesterday. Yeah, there are too many way too important elements in place here in Jacksonville for us to not experience a ton of success moving forward. Now, how much success can can the grab uh, can the Jaguars grab this year? Still TBA. You know, first and foremost, go beat Dallas next week at home and wait till see wait till you see what we're talking about next Monday. Go get within a game of the lead with three to play and the team leading you in your place last game of the year. I'm not ahead of myself, gang. The Jaguars will be an underdog to Dallas. Yesterday was a nice win. Tennessee's banged up. They're missing three starters on defense. They're, they're probably best receiver. The rookie trail on Burks didn't play. They got forced out of the one. It sure looked like they were going to be able to steamroll the Jags yesterday. But the turnovers that the Jags forced took them out of their game plan. But you felt like if the Titans had stayed ahead on the scoreboard and just handed it to Derrick Henry yesterday, he was about to go for about 240, 250 yards and a few touchdowns. And the Jags may have still won the game, but it would have looked remarkably different. And let's not forget on Trevor's, again, just a monumental game, 30 of 42 for all those yards, three touchdowns, had another one running. He should be the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. He shouldn't be close. NFC, go ahead and get it, Justin Jefferson, maybe, for his record-setting day. But the, the most impressive performance in the AFC. And by the way, he's stacking these now in year two. We're stacking a bunch of eye-popping statistical games, and now the wins are following. And if this team could somehow get hot down the stretch, and more succinctly get hot next week. Beat Dallas at home. Beat them. Beat them at home. And then we'll all rush home and watch the second half of the Titans Chargers. And my gosh, what kind of position we, we may be sitting in as soon as next Monday here on the program. Nothing you can do about the games you could have, should have, would have had. All you can do is deal with what is in front of you. And now there are four games in front of the Jaguars. And that home stretch has them in the hunt. There's no denying it. And if they win all four games, the Jaguars are going to go to the playoffs. They're going to win the division. That's going to be a tough. That's that's tough. That's tough. You got Dallas here. You got to go to the Jets, who just proved to us each and every week they're a good, hard-nosed football team. You got to win at Houston, which you never do. And if there's any doubt about the NFL, the Texans and Cowboys game yesterday uh, proved that. And, of course, you have the Tennessee Titans at home here to close things out. But just so impressive. And, again, the trust that should have – Forget Sprout. It taken root. Yeah, you should have taken root in your trust in Doug Peterson because he put himself out there, and we didn't make a bunch of it. We may have had they not played like they did yesterday. Well, when Doug Peterson more than once and repeated, 
What do you view this? It's a one-off. That's what he told his team. They repeated that same phrase at times during the media opportunities a week ago. And uh, what a fantastic way to prove it. Doug Peterson immediately, he grabbed hold of what this rivalry is all about. You probably heard the anecdotes about what he, what he did with his team the night before. He put together a cut-up of Tennessee making fun of Jacksonville, calling him little brother. Josh Allen uh, pointedly after the game yesterday after the win, I hate these guys. I don't know how else to tell you. I hate the Titans. Well, yesterday that hate manifested itself in some kind of beatdown. Get your stuff and get out of here, Titan fan. Going out to Brentwood, Murfreesboro, wherever it is, you're, you're hickory. I don't care where you're going, but it ain't here. And the way the Jags won yesterday, particularly on offense, I'll remind you that Calvin Ridley's coming to town next year, and suddenly Ridley, Kirk, Jones look really good, don't they? What a day. And have, don't forget Ingram. Oh, man, have a day, Evan Ingram. I'll tell you guys a little story. Then we'll go to break. Come back, take you inside the locker room. I want to go through some of the other football uh, news and notes. There's a ton of good stuff, as always, on a Monday. We'll have a very happy conversation with uh, Tony uh, Baselli on Breakfast with Baselli a little bit later this morning. So, in my fantasy football league, we've talked about this a little bit. It's a 16-team league, and it's competitive. Everyone knows what they're doing. If you go to a 16-team draft, buddy, by about, Scraping. Oh, man, around five or six, any kind of big name, right? So you better formulate as best you can and make the right moves during the course of the year. But we have a great built-in safety net in our fantasy football league, and we've had it for years. I give credit to the commissioner, and I would encourage anybody who's in a big-time fantasy football league to adopt what we do, okay? And that is this. 16 games, you know, four divisions, four teams. You, you're... Four division winners make the playoffs. Then, just like in the NFL, the best record who didn't win their division gets a wild card. And then the last spot goes to the team that scored the most points who hasn't already qualified for the playoffs. That way, if you're a team that has just, you know, had bad luck, you've got the second or third most points in the league, and there's some other joker who has just, you know, gotten lucky the whole year and gone nine and five while you're, say, four and, you know, ten. Then you have a safety net. Well, guess what? The big scorer this year whose record is terrible, that'd be yours truly. And yours truly's needed yesterday for a certain team to win so he would wrap up the wild card spot. And then if I just have a good week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the most points of the teams that did not already qualify. So I will very gleefully, happily tell you that my fantasy football team is anchored with Trevor Lawrence and Evan Ingram. Oof. You know how many points those dudes scored yesterday in fantasy football? Trevor had 44. Ingram had 34. 30. Got 78 points from those two dudes. And I had Ingram on the bench. Ouchie. Oof. I got news for you. I am in some ways been pigeonholed, and uh, my team deserves kudos. I should get some sort of uh, award for grinding through this thing because I have, um, I have Cooper Cup. Gonzo, the number one receiver when he got injured. I have Dallas Goddard, Gonzo. He was the number three scoring tight end when he got injured. And I also have Debo Samuel, who got injured yesterday. But, I, hey, getting that tournament, you never know. I'll just hope whoever I play um, has bad weeks. But so, I was especially, my point being, I was especially excited to see Evan Ingram's breakout game yesterday. And 
Well, it makes you it it makes you it gives you pause as to what we should do with Ingram moving forward, right? That dude's on a one year deal. He's going to try and uh, translate that. I mean, the numbers are starting to pile up a little bit for Evan Ingram too. Overall, and the and the pass game is just really rounding into shape, isn't it? And is it just me? Didn't Trevor look like he started a little wobbly yesterday? Like even the passes he was completing, they didn't seem as crisp, as spiraled. They just he just seemed a little wobbly to me. And statistically, he got off to a bad start. He's about what two for six or one for five, or didn't have a great start. And buddy, to finish thirty of forty-two and to light him up like he did, just a great win. As we come at you from Victory Formation, it's the Monday Morning Quarterback DivorceMenOnly.com. You can weigh in on the text line. Designed by Lifetime Enclosure, 641-1010. That's also the phone number here to the studios. Uh, so much on our plate as we just celebrate. It's a day of celebration. We don't get to feel like this coming out of Nashville, Tennessee very often. And, and I, I'm telling you, yesterday was a lot more than a week 14 win in Nashville. Yesterday was a changing of the guard, and it may not occur this year. It may be next year when it really takes form, but... I'll go ahead and, you know, I'll tell you, you know, uh, down the stretch here, look for as much progress as you can from your 2023 AFC South champions, the Jacksonville Jaguars, led by, at that point, a top five quarterback in the league, Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, let that soak in. As we take our first break, 641-1010, again, the phone number, listening to the drill, the Monday morning quarterback, divorcemenonly.com. Tannehill drops. Looks. He's hit from behind and sacked by Trayvon Walker, and the ball came out. The ball came out. Let's see who jumped on top of it at the 20-yard line, and the Jags have it. Trayvon Walker sacked him and knocked it out of there, and Jacksonville recovers at the 20-yard line of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Trayvon Walker had one heck of a first quarter, didn't he? He had a play where they dropped him into coverage. I think it was the play before the sack and strip where he – I mean, he dropped back and popped a guy who would have gotten a first down, kept him three or four yards short. And Solo then the, tackle. Yeah, the very next play, he uh, comes up with that. So that's three and a half sacks, none bigger than that one. That was a game changer. Down 7 nothing. The Titans were having their way. Uh, Trayvon Walker stepped up big, and, and Trevor stepped up bigger than he has. 30 of 42, 368 yards. Average almost nine yards a attempt. Three touchdowns, no picks. He's on a long string. Uh, second in franchise history and looking to pass David Garrard for the most consecutive pass attempts without an interception on the season. He's up to over 3,200 yards passing. He's going to go for over 4,000 yards. He's got 20 touchdowns and six picks now. Yesterday's passer rating, 121. I mean, just fantastic. Did you see the dime he threw that Zay Jones dropped, but the bomb? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Beautiful. How's interference, by the way? I got James Lofton talking about what a good play. The guy had his right arm was just holding it. He couldn't get his right arm up. Yeah, that's right, James, because the guy was holding it down. Yeah, Zay had a couple or three he could have had, and and they just kept going to him, and, and look, um, worked. Another big game for Zay Jones, sandwiched in between a really disappointing effort at Detroit, but uh, just more from the Lawrence Files. Trevor Lawrence is the first quarterback in Jaguars history with 300 passing yards, multiple passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown in a single game. You know, both th those, by the way, that, that stat would fit right in the groove of both Mark Brunell and David Garrard, who were mobile quarterbacks. But um, 
just just a fantastic development here in year two. And as disappointing as some of the losses has have been, the wins are that much more glorious. And we're beating good teams, man. You know, we got five wins, but we've beaten the Chargers when a lot was expected of them. By the way, they were good again last night. We've beaten the Ravens, who lead their division. We beat the Titans, who lead our division. We beat the Colts when they were something. Um, we beat the Raiders, who aren't terrible. Just, it's, you know, now the other side of that are the games that got away, and there's nothing you can do about those now except make up for it by winning the rest of your games. And if the Jags win, it's not, by the way, it's not like eight in a row you got to win. It's four games left here, boys. Go feed. There's this thing, to, it does have a bit of a 96 vibe to it. That year, for those of you that weren't around, the Jaguars were four and seven, won their last five games to sneak into the playoffs at nine and seven and went on to pull the biggest upset in NFL playoff history that year, beating Denver on the road. And it's kind of taken on that vibe. There are some parallels to what that team did. They had a real embarrassing loss to Pittsburgh the week before they started their streak. Well, there's nothing more embarrassing this year than what happened at Detroit. So, a lot of similarities. Here's more from the Trevor Files. Trevor yesterday with 40-plus attempts, a better than 70% completion percentage, more than 8.5 yards per attempt, three or more touchdown passes, at least a touchdown run with no interceptions, no fumbles, and no sacks. Yeah, that's been three times in NFL history dudes have had games like that. Three times in every game of all the games in the history of the NFL, Trevor Lawrence is the third quarterback to have a game that completely dominant. The other two are Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees. That's the company that the young man is keeping. And that's a big problem for the AFC South. All right, a couple of phone calls. Well, at least one. We had one fall off. Oh, well. Mac joins us from the north side. Mac fired up today. Beat those hey. hated Titans, Mac. You know it. And uh, I'm sorry I didn't get in the Titans week, but uh, yesterday was not Christmas Day. So you get Christmas Day once a year. We won the lottery yesterday. Well, we, I think I think we definitely planted a stake as this is our division. You may be leading it for now, but the tide has turned in this war. And just starting next year, it's going to come through Jacksonville. I, I, I believe that we saw that we're seeing the beginning of that. I do. I stand by it. I'll say it right now. We can go ahead and fast forward to next year's NFL picks when we sit around in August full of optimism. The Jags are winning the division next year, and they're fixing to win it a bunch in the next decade. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I've been, I've, been, I've been saying this ever since that we lost that championship game in 1999 uh, 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 against the Titans at, 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 at uh, whatever it was back then. The only way that we're going to get our revenge is that we win the Super Bowl first before the Titans win the Super Bowl. Well, let's hope, just as that, and uh, thank you, Mac, for the phone call. I know uh, you're a long-running Jags fan. You've been to Tennessee. You've seen the wrong end of some games there. But I told you last week, and it was not an embellishment, the, the, the Titans stole our franchise's soul in that 1999 playoff game. It was that big of a swing. We've gone in the depression. We've gone in the tank. We've never come out of it. And all these years, just to playoffs three more times in those 23. That was four and five years at that point. Well, maybe we just snuffed out a little bit of soul for them. Maybe we just, Maybe we proved yesterday the quarterback's not good enough. 
that there it, there's no more just seeing that Titans logo is going to intimidate anyone because Trevor and the boys went up there and beat the tar out of them, man. Rich is next on the Monday Morning Quarterback. Good morning, Rich. Uh, what's going on, Jeff? I'm good. I'm feeling good. How about you? Oh, it is a good day in Duval, baby. Oh, it's a good day in Duval. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's I want to give a shout-out to the hometown man, Shaq Quarterman, for putting that pump yeah. on Derrick Henry. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we need that. Oh, I, that, that was a good pump on that man right there. That's just what we needed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it like you pumped us right into the playoffs. I love it, well, baby. We'll see. We're in the Give me one. Give me one, Rich. There he goes. Give me one, Rich. Give me a Duval. Look, I, I said the trust that you that that Doug Peterson proved was worthy yesterday. Again, when you go around all week saying, "Yeah, that was just a one-off. That was a fluke. What happened to us last week?" When you do that for a franchise with this team's DNA, I don't know if we took a big enough. You know, a chord of how big a step out that is. You're the head coach of a four and eight team that just lost forty to fourteen. That's forced three punts in three weeks, and you got the stones to come out and say that was a fluke. That's a one off. Don't even worry about that. And buddy, that's exactly what it looked like. Trevor Lawrence must have bought in. He talked about the huge swing in momentum from one blowout loss to another blowout win. Just show what this team's made of um, and the direction we're headed. I think that's huge. And to have to, to get some momentum back this last stretch, you know, at the end of the season, obviously these games are huge if we want to give ourselves a shot uh, at the postseason. And um, I think this is, you know, you can't win whatever, five of them until you win one, like I said after, you know, the Ravens game. So same mindset. We still, you know, believe everything's in front of us. Um, this was a great start, great momentum. and But again, going back to, you know, big win over Baltimore a couple weeks ago. Didn't play well last week. So how do we take this this momentum, use it to fuel us, have a great week of practice again? You know, I thought we attacked every day in practice, and the guys were really locked in. And you could tell our preparation was, was really good this week. So we got to do that every week. Um, and I think that's where this team's growing, and you see us starting to stack more games like this. And uh, it's just fun to be a part of. Don't, don't underestimate the importance, too, of, of- – this experience now, look, they're on the outside looking in. It'll take like a, you know, it's going to take a miracle finish here, winning all the games, and really that's all it's going to take, but that's a lot. You know, to 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 look back and say you won your last five at Tennessee and against the Dallas Cowboys and at a good uh, Jets team, and, and, and you'd have to beat Tennessee a second time, and you'd have to win at Houston where you've never won. That, that's a big challenge. You take it one step at a time. I'll give them credit, man. I'll give them credit from this standpoint, too. They were coming off to that loss to Detroit, and they didn't look great coming out of the gates yesterday. That did not look like it. I mean, at one point, that would have been death for me if I were a Twitter guy. I would have been tweeting about halfway through that first quarter. We're fixing to get road graded, aren't we? Oh, I was on I was on the social media. And I'm like, man, this is not looking good. That, very, that very first drive looked too easy. Too easy. And then they were moving a little bit before again. And then the turnovers, man. The turnovers were the great. They weren't even an equalizer. They were an advantage, and they really led to the win. And and again, have a day, Evan Ingram, boy, uh, to exploit that matchup over and over and continue working. Trevor was so sharp yesterday. So sharp. I mean, everything. You know, After those first five or six passes, everything looked just dialed in and on the money. Uh, from the beaches, Mike going just at 641-1010. It's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. Hello, Mike. Hey, Jeff. Hi. I, the second half starts, and... Agnew takes it to the house. We get a bogus holding call. Bogus. 
uh, I mean, that could have just sucked the life out of us. But no, we take the ball, we drive it down the field, and we score a touchdown anyway. Yeah. I thought that was the turning point of the game right there. No, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I thought there were a few turning points. I think the defense with those turnovers they caused, you know, created a few turning points, but I don't disagree. What an answer that was in a tough spot against a team uh, that has dominated you. So, yeah, don't don't overlook. And we got to, like, chew a little clock to do it, build a 13-point lead. Oof. Felt so good. <laughs> All right. Um, look, Doug Peterson, you know, when he said this is a one-off, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll prove that. It's because he knows that he's got guys in that locker room that that are that have not at any point given up. That even through mistakes and poor play, keep grinding. And he says that showed itself yesterday. It means a lot, you know, the the pride factor um, with everybody. You know, they again they they understood last week was was an embarrassment. You know, and and um, you know we we don't ever want to coach and play that way. And uh, you know, uh, victories like this, you know, start in practice and and the way they. The players handled themselves this week. I thought was um, uh, really, really good, and and you know we got to do it again this week. It's a smart veteran coach too. You know what? He he might be like going home at night like a kid that just got everything for Christmas, saying, "My God, this Trevor Lawrence is unbelievable!" Right? I mean, he's got to be thinking that and seeing it. He's been around for a while. Trevor Lawrence is playing the position. You know, this last month as good as any quarterback in the league. All of them. Allen Mahomes, Hurts, name one. It's as good as any of them. He knows that, but he's also savvy enough to know that he's not going to go in front of the media and say, man, see what our guy's doing here? We got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We're going to be terrific. But yet he's still, he knows. He know what he saw yesterday. I mean, that's, uh, there's something to say for that, you know, putting yourself in a position. Obviously, you know, it's, it's kind of twofold that we've, He's been able to handle everything, and now he's battling, you know, the injury this week, um, and to put the team sort of on his back like he did again today, uh, just shows the type of player and person that he is, and, and how tough he is. Um, he's the right leader, you know, for us, and um, you know, we're excited to have him as our quarterback, and and um, he can only get he can only get better, you know, and and that's the, um, I think that's the one thing that. You know, I'm most encouraged about is just just how much more we can we can pour into him and and uh, uh, you know as he leads this team. I just soak it in, gang. I know it's hard for you to buy in. I know it's hard for you guys to buy in on through that last year's terrible struggles and through some slow times here. It's hard to buy in that we have one of the impact difference making the kind of guy that wins a Super Bowl. That's what guys like Trevor Lawrence do. They win titles. They become great and stay great for a lot of years. Our boy's not good anymore. He's great. He's a great quarterback. And he's answering the bell week after. Now, does that mean he won't have a you know, he won't have games where he's not great? Of course not. He'll have those games. They all do. Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions yesterday. He's got eleven picks. Josh Allen has eleven picks. Trevor's got twenty touchdowns, six picks. He's got a passer rating of ninety five point four. He's swimming in the deep end, man. And he's swimming laps around some of the guys that have been uh, down there for a while. As, you know, Again, he's into that top 10 or 11 in just about every category. And, and even better than that, there are guys ahead of him that we know he's better than. Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, even Geno Smith. I mean, he's very quickly. He won- good. And, and good on you, national media. 
all you hot take um, imparters of Justin Fields, snuggle up with Justin Fields. Write him out for the next 10 years. Talk to me then. The Monday morning quarterback. We'll take a little quick trip around the National Football League when we return. It's called a football fix. You're listening to the drill. You know, I think obviously it's it's one win, uh, it's one game, it's a great win for us. It's obviously in the division, the step in the right direction, all of that. But you know, we still got a lot of football ahead of us, and and uh, we got a great opponent coming in next week into our stadium, and and uh, you know, we'll enjoy this this win today and on the on the you know trip back home. But um, you know, we're we're full steam ahead, you know, to the Cowboys this week, and and uh, can't can't worry about but one game at a time, you know, mentality and, and taking taking care of business each week. So. That's kind of that's kind of our mindset, and um, you know. But at the same time, we'll enjoy this for you know at least twenty four hours. Can we please, Jaguar Nation? Please, if you're a season ticket holder, not sell your ticket to a Dallas fan. Can we do? Can we make that? That's the next transition to make. Stop being the patsy for every road team that comes to town, where their fans get to have their own, you know, pep rallies inside our stadium. And I know Dallas is a big brand, and I know they probably have had tickets scooped up for a long time, but I'll give you an idea on the interest in this game. Cheapest ticket on StubHub right now. The cheapest. Over 200 bucks. Upper deck. Dallas going to buy those tickets, right? You're a Jag fan. You ain't spending $200 sitting in the upper deck. We've been here too long for that nonsense. I, I, or if they do, you know what, Jaguar to the team themselves, and it, don't blame the fans. I, I don't and look if you sold them and you're going to sell them and you want the money. I get it. This team owes you something for all the years of you know pain and suffering. And so Jags just go prove them wrong and make it so opposing fans might not necessarily want to come here all the time. But what a big game it now sets up to be. Uh, kind of out of nowhere after the Jags played the way they did yesterday. I right, fire up the man. We got a football fix. Let me give you some of the other news from around the uh, NFL. Jets played tough. They played great D in the end, just not uh, quite good enough. I'm starting to have my doubts about the Bills. We're coronating the Bills way too soon. Week after week, it's some other reason or excuse for why they're not playing dominant football. They still have no running game, man. All these years of being a contender, they still don't have a running game, and which is especially strange and difficult when you play football where they play. You saw the weather yesterday. Nastiest in the league, and it will be most, most weeks. And how they have not yet found them a bell cow back. Could continue to be a bit of an Achilles heel. That being said, they're 10-3. It was a nice win yesterday at home over a good Jets team that still awaits the Jags' uh, schedule. Uh, Bengals don't look now. Won five in a row and are starting to look like that team that made a run to the Super Bowl last year. Beat the Browns yesterday. Uh, Deshaun Watson still 0 for now in his return. Boy, the Texans had them. They had those Cowboys beat. You know, if you're looking into, like, psychology, maybe it's good that the Cowboys won that game. I'm not sure you want them coming in with just a little bit more anger. I'm sure it got their attention and a wake-up call. And the Jags are playing good enough now that teams that see Jacksonville on the schedule don't immediately assume anything anymore. But, I mean, uh, the Texans had a 23-20 lead and first and goal at the five. They had a play that literally the guy was down just inches short of the goal line. But they did not score, and then they let Dallas go 97 yards. Because you know what? Good teams find a way to win, and bad teams find a way to lose. 90% of the games in the NFL, you can stick to that tried-and-true format. Detroit Lions are not going anywhere. 11-point win over the Vikings yesterday. That's like five of their last six have ended in wins. You know, at 6-7, and they arguably have a tougher road to being a playoff team than even the Jags do at 5-8. and 
but uh, playing really, really good football now. A little bit on both sides of the ball as they held Minnesota at least off the scoreboard. Minnesota put up a lot of yards, but didn't put up a lot of points. Eagles firmly establishing they're the best team in the NFC. They walloped the Giants on the road yesterday. Another big day for Jalen Hurts. Um, Double-digit touchdowns in running now for both Hurts and Sanders. Hasn't happened a lot in Eagles history. Miles Sanders, a big day yesterday. Uh, Ravens aren't pretty, but they're 9-4. They won at Pittsburgh yesterday by two. Kenny Pickett uh, left, got hurt in the concussion protocol, and, and, and Mitch Trubisky threw a bad interception in the end zone at one point of the afternoon. Yeah, I don't really care much about the Chiefs' win over the Broncos other than the Broncos got a late score to keep me from taking a bagel donut in the Friday five-pack. So here's to the Broncos plus nine and a half in that six-point loss at home. Chiefs also 10-3 and three now. The Bucs aren't any good. I, you know, uh, Brock Purdy and the 49ers beat him to death yesterday. Tampa's terrible. I mean, they have no chance of doing anything in the postseason. I wasn't quite sure of that, but yesterday is just the final, you know, final nail. That team is just average at best, and Brady is not good enough to lift them to much more. He was bad yesterday, by the way. He missed passes. He threw picks. And, and the 49ers... I mean, even with that rookie quarterback, the last pick in the draft, the way they play and the way that defense is playing, I don't think you want to see them in the NFC playoffs. Uh, Panthers, a lot like the Jaguars, aren't they? Find themselves at 5-8. and eight. They, too, have some outside hopes, and they play kind of like the Jags. They've gotten some impressive wins, and they've had some losses that make you scratch your head, but they beat Seattle yesterday. And to be honest with you, gang, we kind of need the Dodgers uh, – the, Do- the Dolphins. I'm in L.A. kind of need the Dolphins to beat the Chargers yesterday. I'd just give another little backdoor angle to in the hunt. But it was the Chargers, and that's two losses in a row for the Dolphins out west. And any feelings of vulnerability in Miami, I'm sure, are accented now with those West Coast defeats. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. It's brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. Home, life, business, auto, bundle, or anything else. You're dealing with the best team in town. It's Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. Hick and Rival and more come your way next on the Monday Morning Quarterback. Brought to you by DivorceMenOnly.com. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You know it! Yes, Put that graphic up, ESPN. Put that cat in there. And you make sure all across this land, uh-huh. the Jaguar logo uh-huh. is alive and well. Come on, somebody. It's alive and well. Ah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, so much to unpack. So many good things happened with the Jags yesterday, in my opinion. Long-term things. Yes. Number one. Most importantly, we vanquished the Titans. They're done. We vanquished yeah. the Titans. The jinx is over. The whatever is over. It's all over. We went up to the bully. We What we taught our kids. You closed our eyes. We got punched in the mouth. We 
balled up that little fist, Jeff. We balled it up, and we went, bam! He just punched the mic. We punched that bully. Yeah, we did, right in the right face. Right in the mouth. He said, spit out your teeth. Here comes another one. And you know what the bully did? He cried. He cried like a little cried. bizzle, didn't he? he? Cried like a little bizzle. The bully bizzle. cried. Just a bizzling little bizzle. He just he? started to cry. I'm going to cry. He cried. <laughs> That's number one. Mate, mate, mate. I tell you something else is alive. The, the, the dream to flex that finale against the Titans is alive. What if I told you both mm. that the Jags could lose another game and still win the division. Yeah, for and sure. I believe yeah. that's very much in play. I think. I, yeah. I think in the end, eight and nine is going to win. Now, look, it could all go out Sunday. Okay, don't get me wrong, but I believe that eight and nine wins this division. And I'm gonna tell you why. You know the Titans have Sunday. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, I know they have every week. They have the Chargers. Ill. On yeah. the road, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They also still have the Cowboys. Ew. They do have Houston. And they have us. Yeah. And they have us. But if we get to us, and they've only gone one and two, then it's for all the marbles as long as we go two, two and, and one. one. Right. Which, by the way, is very no feasible. picnic. No, but it's feasible. You have Dallas at home. Yeah. You're at the Jets. They're going to be underdogs in both those games. And you got to go play at Houston where you haven't won in forever, but... Hopefully Correct. Tennessee changes that. Correct. But the bigger picture to me, the long term, is so that, that the AFC South has a Trevor Launch problem, and we're well, going to win that's the, the last thing for a lot we, of years. We have we have now is that the kid yeah. who now we've said yeah. like five weeks in a no, row. Now he's just well, a great quarterback. Four out of five weeks. Yeah. Well, that was his best game. Yeah. That Well, yesterday was his 30th start, I think. Yeah. Because it was and, his 13th game and 17 last year. So it was his 30th NFL start. And by far... What a perform like a historical performance for him. So, and you know who he's sandwiched between now in the in the um, quarterback rating number right now. You know who's one spot ahead of him and one spot behind him. Well, there's Josh Allen at number ten, one spot ahead of him, and there's Justin Herbert, one spot behind him. That's no, he's, pretty. That's pretty yeah. good company. He's not a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. He's a, we have a great young quarterback. We have the best quarterback in the division. And what's going to happen now is that people this week will start writing again about Trevor. And if we finish like we hope we can, and I'm now one win away from collecting oodles of cash, which is good. Um, If we do what we think we can, next year, when that schedule comes out, you're going to see Monday night, Sunday night. Because... Those boys are going to want to talk about him and see him to the point that, hey, make sure you get Jacksonville on that schedule. So I also believe that is about to occur. So, so much good happened in the win over Tennessee yesterday, and it didn't look like it at the beginning. Derrick Henry had a career high in the first quarter of 89 yards, and we were all like, Oh uh, sure. Uh oh. Yeah, if I'd have been on Twitter, I would have, I would have, I would have been the Colt take guy. I would have texted halfway through the first quarter. Here comes the road grading. Oh yeah. I mean, they were just, and then the the turnover, man, the play by by Walker's. You know huge. what it was? The defense is not great. No. But yesterday, because they created the turnovers, that saved them. Right. I mean, look, 
It's four. It's it's seven nothing. And they're going to. I even said. I even said to. Uh, I was watching the game at station with Marcel, and I said, if I won the toss today, I think I'd take the ball first. He said, why? I said, because I know Tennessee. They go. They're fired up. They're going to. And they went right down the field and scored. We had two penalties. Two stupid penalties. Trayvon Walker had a penalty. We had a defense, but we had two penalties that aided and abetted them getting that seven nothing lead. And and then we go three and out. And we're like, holy cow. And then Walker made his first impact play since September. Yeah. I mean, one. which was huge. He, and back to back, he made a nice play downfield in coverage mm-hmm. the play before that. So he I mean and, and you know, he showed he a, a glimpse there. For so sure. that was that was huge. And then Dewey got a pick. I'll and, say this, man. Yeah. I will go to war with Dewey. Yeah. It, was, it was at one point we didn't want Dewey on this team. He, yeah. he, he played Shoulder, through it. Yeah, he played through it, and he was making play. Hey, Dewey, that's my dude. Must have been yeah. a stinger, by the way, because if you're wondering. If that's any Dewey, kind of damage, I don't know how. Because he kept hitting, oh, too. he was bringing the like, wood. He had, a play, yeah. he had a hit, like, soon after he came back, and you could see him wince oh, a little yeah. bit. Dewey, Dewey uh, you're right. And Dewey has done something that it's very hard to do. He was the symbol of everything that was bad, and now he's beloved. Yep. And and he started two games in a row for an injured Andre Cisco and played well. So anyway, shout out to Dewey and an opportunity. I think it's best to say an opportunistic defense, but they also did get four sacks yesterday, which is unheard of for this defensive line. We haven't seen that in weeks, weeks. So that was good. So that so I think those two things get. But getting the football back was most important. Shaq Quarterman made the biggest play of his Jack career. I mean that was. That was Clay County on Nassau County crime right there is what that was. I mean, out of nowhere, Shaq just blew up Derek. And the bulldozer dropped the football right into Josh Allen's hands. And the Jags had the football back. And they were headed down for another score. So that was huge. All the turnovers, or three of the four turnovers were huge. The fourth one just cemented it. But plus four, yeah, you know. It's hard to it lose takes, like that. No, we did. We lost the game earlier yes. this year. Kansas we, City. I where think. we had all the, the, you know. I think it was Kansas City. But, yeah, so, so many good things out of that game. But I think first and foremost, listen, <laughs> the records don't indicate it, okay? But I, I, I think, honestly, that the Jags are a little bit better football team than the Titans. I really do. And if you look at the point differential and some of the other things, we have a better quarterback. You know, Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the division, and he's just starting. Oh, we're going to win the division. You saw your 2023 division champs play yesterday. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I'll say this. Now, the other teams are going to get other court, new quarterbacks. Fine. We're, we're going to be better. We're going to be better across the board. And we're going to add Ridley. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, hopefully some of these young defensive players who are will grow into being better players than they've but been he, to this point. He was dynamic yesterday, 30 of 42. That pass to Ingram on the sideline. Uh, not Ingram, um, Agnew. It was third and six yeah. on he the Tennessee out. 22. He dropped back. He's got pressure. He's moving his feet. He's keeping his eyes down the field. He shuffles off to the left, and he throws a back shoulder to Jamal Ingram. That was on the drive. Agnew. Jamal Agnew. I don't keep saying Ingram. Jamal Agnew. After he Agnew had returned a touchdown, the only person, the only Jaguar person connected with the Jags who was upset that the Agnew touchdown didn't count was Agnew and the guy who held, <laughs> because taking seven minutes off the clock and yeah, ramming it down better. their throats was better. better. Yeah, and that doesn't happen with a Jaguar team in the past. So 
So many good things. And it also, you know what else we're not saying today? And it, it was a narrative all season long. How come we didn't run more? We need to yeah. run more. And look, we do. We got to run better. Yeah, but we in a He's in a little rookie We wall could here. not run yesterday, but it didn't matter because Lawrence was better than everybody on yeah. the field. Yeah, and, and so I'll tell you matter. what, too. Tell me if you feel me on this. I feel you. That game started, and Trevor looked a little clunky to me. The ball was a little fluttery. It didn't He didn't look as crisp and in control for the yeah. first five or six passes. Well, he was one of his first then, four for the touchdown. Well, and then, then he good. got hot, and, and yeah. but and, and have a day, Evan Ingram. Maybe you, you should be a part of the, our, our, the offense moving forward. You know, maybe a game like that shows you, wait till they get Ridley. I mean, suddenly Ridley, Jones, Kirk look like, that's going to be pretty, you know, yeah. and that quarterback's going to be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Uh, keep going. So, a lot of good things with the win. Five and eight now. And, again, you know, even if you lose to Dallas and go five and nine, and by the way, you're at home, you want to win that one. But there is a little wiggle room if the Titans, the Titans look like they're a beaten down They could team. look like they could lose, like, all of them. Yeah, they don't look. Because they had that game, Dan. They came out. They set the yeah. tone. They ran the ball. They stopped them twice. They got the ball back. They looked like they were going to go again. And they've had, you know, some weird distractions up there this year. You know, coach getting arrested, uh, uh, GM getting fired midweek, midseason. Just some strange things going on up there. And. Uh, and they certainly look like a franchise on the decline or descension while we look at we are in ascension. So a lot of good stuff going on. A lot to talk about today. Uh, visit with Big Bo as well. A lot to unpack as the Jags get a, a win that was, for me, the most unexpected win. And listen, there's still a chance, too, now to go 4-2 and two in the division. There's, uh, you know, one of the things that the Jags have been able to do this year, like they went and won on the road. Now they've beaten Tennessee. Now they got to vanquish Houston. Now they still got to go get an NFC team. I mean, you know, getting an NFC team this week would be big. You know, so there are a lot. And I, and I said this last night on the TV side. Don't you call me for tickets this week. I know you're out there, and I know everybody wants to go now. Don't you call me for tickets this week. I ain't got them. Cheapest seat right now online <laughs> is over 200 bucks. Are they? Yeah. So. And I know it'll be packed with Dallas Cowboy fans, but I don't care because you Beat know what? Beat them in front of them. You know what? The, the, the little kid, you know, Dallas might come in here and try to bully, and we'll close our eyes again, and we'll rear back and clench our fist, and bam! <laughs> so, this is a drill, kicking it and rolling on a Monday. Hit it! All right, sports concepts and rationalizations. We call it the 10-minute drill. Let's talk about the rest of the world in sports. I should compare this to the question I probably asked after 25 starts. But our one-on-one financial poll question of the day after 30 starts, Trevor Lawrence is generational after all. Our franchise quarterback, top 10 NFL QB. I'm still not sold. 800-plus votes. Two hours left at Dan Hickett on Twitter if you like to vote. I, I mean, if you're... St- I mean this with all due respect. If you're still not sold, mm-hmm. I hope I never beat you. Because you're just a <laughs> negative. You're right. You because you got that glass yeah. is not half empty. It's bone dry when it's three quarters full. If you still say you're not sold, I, I don't I you're just you're pop, you're Debbie Downer, dude. You walk in with a cloud around you. The answer's top ten. You know, our franchise and top ten are real similar. It mm-hmm. might be the top first three, it, it, honestly. It, it, it might be generational. It's probably a little too early for that, but he's definitely uh-huh. a franchise quarterback. 62.8 say he's our franchise yeah. quarterback. 25.3 say generational yeah. after all. 7.3 say top ten. 
Only 4.5 say still not yeah. sold. I That's bet a you rapid if I go depart- back and yeah. look after five after uh, 25 starts, because I ask this question uh, repeatedly, because I'm always curious what the temperature is on Trevor, I would suspect it would be vastly different. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, for and, sure. Uh, He's made believers out of, yeah. again, you know, would, I've – I said after the Ravens game, I'm done collecting receipts. If you thought he wasn't any yeah. good, you were wrong. I'm not every time now he proves you wrong. We don't have to say it. Now it's about something different. We have the best quarterback in the AFC South. The AFC South has a Trevor Lawrence problem. And and if you don't think this is real or hyperbole, since the AFC South was formed in 2002, Dan, I would bet good money that Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, and Deshaun Watson have won about 18 of the 20 division titles. Trevor showed a little um yeah, something, something at games end. A little wave goodbye to the Titans and a little John with the with the fellas on yeah. the field after the game. So don't check the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah, a little. And he was something, also something. Com- he was coming to the defense of them bull rushing his center. You know, speaking of the center, he just plays a position will never come up. Luke Fortner must be having an all rookie season. This guy's a rookie uh, center, Dan, and you never hear his name called. Yeah, I think that uh, I think he's been. Um, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think that from what I, I, and again, I'm not an expert, but I ask people and they say he's, he's okay. He's doing, you know, yeah. so he looks better than but as others. a rookie. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't look any different than Meester. I, I mean, then, uh, um, oh my I, God, I, Linder, God, I don't Linder. think he's, uh, I don't think he's having a Creed Humphrey like rookie season, but I think he's having a, I think that if he was on a team like Creed Humphrey was on, we might be saying he had uh, a Creed maybe. Humphrey season, right? But maybe. we're five and eight and it doesn't, you know, uh, translate exactly, but just a, just a terrific win. And again, I, I'm not being like. Silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jags win the South next year, and they're going to win it a lot of years coming up, and we have the best quarterback in the division by a mile. And when that guy, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, is on your team, you win this ragtag division just about all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they got a lot of catch-up, dude. A lot of catch-up to catch us a quarterback. Who's Right? That's the thing. The Colts are in constant upheaval. Their quarterback situation is a disaster. The Titans, not only is Tannehill regressing, but now they're going to have to stick with Willis for a while. Right? And who probably will live up to it, or at least not out of the gates. And the Houston Texans are just, I mean, they're playing Jeff Driscoll for Pete's sake. Yeah. He went the wrong way at the end of that game on that fourth down play. They went, I think, or the running back did. But Jeff Driscoll turned, and the running back was going the other way. And Dallas stuffed him and then One drove the it down the field. One of the biggest changes in the game is, is how what forever looked like it was an easy game now gets micromanaged to the point that the knee hits the ground. Like that play to the receiver for a million years, that's a touchdown. Yeah. Right? He got it down. He rolled into the end zone. I mean, and you go back and you just over, you analyze it to the point where his knee touches and the ball's just a fraction of a hair of a way, and then that's what uh, happens. Are you any more, is there any part of you now that it believes at least a little that the Niners could win with Brock Purdy? Uh, the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. Go no. to the Super Bowl. I don't. That think was what can. the argument was. Yeah. Go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they can go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't think they can, but... He's played great football. For well, two it's weeks. not just it's just the fact that he can't play bad football is kind of the point that that if you're on this if you remain on the Niners, it's just don't play bad football because that defense is for real, dude. Yeah. And the and running game's for real. McCaffrey was they're t- going to have three really tough games. And they had a bad loss with Debo, but he'll probably be back for the playoffs, but just not for my playoffs in fantasy, man. I've lost Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, and Dallas Goddard. What in the world? Are you still in the hunt? I'm going to make it, dude. Mm. I scored 170. I got Evan Ingram and Trevor Lawrence. Yesterday was a good day for me. I think I'm going to make it. I don't know. I don't. I probably don't um, understand it. If you're uh, uh, prayers for Mike <laughs> Leach, uh, he's in bad shape. The Mississippi State quarterback, apparently, I don't Coach. know what it is uh, uh, exactly, but um, 
everybody who knows of him and knows him is saying, look, please pray for him. These are critical hours for him. I, I think if you recovery. and I think if there's a lesson to take from this one, it is that if you have health problems, don't put them off. Don't work through them. Check them out. Because yeah. apparently he was sick. He just worked through it all year long. He had issues health wise all mm. year long. And so I think there's been some talk of some pneumonia. There's been some talk of some heart issues. They're saying it's a personal matter. And so sure. we'll leave it at that. But to your point, there's also through the grapevine, the word getting out that you need to, you know, this, this is concerning. This isn't just, oh, into the hospital for a checkup. It's is there's concern there. So, well, anyway, thoughts are with him. And he brings so much light to college football. He's different. Yeah. And he's so, got a uniqueness about yeah. him uh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, thinking about him a lot. Uh, crazy day in the National Football League yesterday. Uh, a lot of stuff. It, it just, you know, the Bills have reestablished themselves as in the AFC East because I looked up at one point last night and the Tua Herbert shootout did not materialize. Tua was 3 of 15. At he finished 10 of 28, so he didn't yeah. do much better. Yeah, not a good day. Uh, for He's him. had a couple of those now, too. What was the game just San recently? Fran. The yeah, last two have been yeah, tough. two in a row out west. And I believe Miami stayed out west for the week. They, they did. did the whole thing, they and they did. were flat and did not look. You can, man, that uh, one thing about an NFL season, man, you can really have a bunch of different looks over the course of 17 games. It's crazy. Uh, so the Bills are, are, you know, in the east, and then the Dolphins and the Jets. See, for the Jags, there's no wild card hope. It's no, win the division. Pretty much. Forget the wild card. You you don't don't pretty even much. focus on that. They're too far back. They're, they're like, two games back. The same. Well, yeah, but Seven they're and six. I mean, but I there mean, are other te- they they've got to climb over too many other teams. The Dolphins are eight and five, so there's one wild card. Basically, spot. if the Jags the Chargers won- are seven and six, there's another. Uh, the Bengals are nine and four. The Ravens are nine. There's another. So there's only one wild card spot available, and there's still no, there's there's two. No, there's not. They're not going to beat the eight and five or nine and four. Teams, they're not not at five and eight. Well, I mean, it depends on who. I don't know. I mean, mathematically, you can say, but no. Focus on the division. That's your best shot. But that division leader is the same as that second wild card team. Is all I'm saying. Third wild card. That's what I mean. That's seven and six. I mean, hey, you just said second. It's the third wild. Well, I meant the last. Okay, one. I meant the last of the wild cards. You're two games back, just as you are in the division, and those two teams that you're two games back of, one is the Jets, who you play, Mm -hmm. and the other is the Chargers, who you beat. So Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's not out of the realm, if you win the rest of your games, that that might happen. Yeah. Because the Chargers, really, you have the the tie break, and you're only one game back of them. Yeah. Or two, I guess. I don't believe that the Jags will win the rest of their games, but I do think they can get to eight and nine. I think they could climb to eight and nine. Who knows? I mean, they're five and eight. It's been a long season, so... Um, tough and, games. The Jets game yeah. and the Cowboys game, they'll be an underdog in both. Right. Yeah. And the Cowboys, though, hit a little lull yesterday. They were they were toast, and they they managed to – you just knew when the Texans did not score. Yeah, good teams win, bad teams lose. I mean, they, Dak threw a pick on the, the his own 10. Yeah. And the dude ran it back to, like, the four and then covered it up. And then they got down to the goal line, and they could not get in. And that's that play I'm talking <laughs> about, the receiver, how the game has changed. That play is a touchdown for a lot of years. Yeah. So. And you micro um, replay it, and, and it doesn't show up that way. The Texans won 11-1. and They'll get their choice of the quarterbacks. You know, hope if they, you know, their hope will be that there is a franchise guy out there. Well, they'll be taking it's, one I will say this. I, I don't, I can't, and again, maybe it's just recency bias. Can never remember a year where there is no Super Bowl favorite on any, either side. You can convince yourself that it's the Eagles. I don't 
buy that. I don't think they're much better. Boy, than they have looked two, good the last few weeks. But two or three other teams in the in the NFC, I think, would give them a game. Dallas and San Francisco, in particular. Uh, you know, back to the Trevor thing for one second, and I'll I'll continue to say this. And, and if you think about the big picture, I will never ever apologize for rooting for the Jags to lose that season. It was the right thing to do from day one, and. Trevor was the grand prize, and to get him to to have that record that year takes so much. You know, you just never know, you know, as you look at the quarterbacks. I mean, there have been other, so many other quarterbacks who were taken first overall who did not materialize. Or, you know, and, and, and man, oh, man, uh, the Jets, they love, they love this Mike White dude. But I don't know how good he can be. No one knows. I know he's tough. My God, that shot he took yesterday, the second time he left the game. Well, he got the same shot twice, too. That, that body that was the first bent shot. like a pretzel. Like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't bend like that. They beat that, boys, they, they beat that boy's ribs like Rocky in the freezer pounding on those Ooh, carcasses. is back. Because yes. he, he, the first hit was the exact same shot. Ed oh. Oliver hit him. He hit him right there, Hick, and he mm. left the game with that injury. He came back in, and then the Milano hit him in the same spot, man. They those Jets like chalk those things. Those Jets love that guy. Yeah, they and Zach Wilson guy. wasn't even dressed yesterday. I, I mean, know. it's not a. Good they blew the two pick, man. They blew it. I cannot see a scenario where Zach Wilson is the savior. Can you? Well, the problem is, it depends. Mike White is going to have every opportunity to be the guy now. And I don't know if he can be. I don't know enough about him. But, listen, the kid's playing hard. I mean, what college did Mike White go to? Cincinnati, maybe? or one of the- South Florida to Western. Western what? Kentucky. Western. Yeah. Don't remember. Fifth him, round so. pick. Yeah. He looks pretty good. He looks, you know, he has. Yeah. And he played. I remember he got forced into playing a couple of years ago. He played a little bit. Not as good. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you cannot draft a quarterback number two and survive. It's amazing that they're surviving, right? The Jets aren't terrible. Jets have a lot of good players. But but it's not going to matter. They don't have a quarterback if they don't have a quarterback. They they must – they got – everybody has division games, and that's a tough division, so the Jets are going to have a tough road uh, coming in. They've got – well, they've got the Lions – that's kind of an elimination game coming Kinda. up Sunday. Yeah, for both of them, right? I mean, we keep saying these, but in the NFL, it's crazy depending on where you are. Like, I think the Jags could lose to the Cowboys and still make the playoffs. I think eight and nine will win the South. That's my opinion. Now, again, the Titans win two and they're nine and eight, and then the well, Jags no. would have to be nine and eight, so um, and not lose a game because well, the Jags could. seven and six. Yeah, so they have the J- Lions. J- the Jets have the Jags the Jags could lose one and win the division, probably. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, they got to go to the Seahawks, and then they got the Dolphins. Oof, that's a tough schedule. Your boy uh, Bobby Robert Salah uh, did it again yesterday at, at his post game. You know, he came out and he was, you know, he did. He was right. You know, I'm collecting receipts. So that was good. We all made fun of him. And he, the Jets have been a good football team this year. They're seven and six, but they've been they've battled and been in games, and you know, but. He said at the end of his press conference yesterday, we're going to see these guys again in this year. Yeah, now, I, I'm not so sure yeah, about that I get one. It. You're trying to look, trying to trying to keep your confidence. But yeah. I'll tell you something that I said early, Dan, and it's something else should not be lost in what happened yesterday because uh-huh. this matters. And that is the trust 
that Doug Peterson legitimized yesterday with his fan base, with his team, with his staff, maybe with his owner. And I mean it from this standpoint. They got railroaded at Detroit. They played like a miserable, terrible, two- or three-win team. And he went with this. It's a one-off. It's not who we are. That was a fraud. If, you know that we we don't play that way. That's not who we are. That's a that's a slip a more slippery comment to make being the coach of the Jaguars than maybe some other teams. And so to say that, and then it play out that way, Doug Peterson sure a lot of trust with the fan. As to what he tells you isn't coach speak. What he tells you isn't just yeah. Let me throw this out in cover. He emphatically said. We're going to burn that one. We're going to take it for what it was. We're embarrassed, but that's a one-off. That's not who we are. Mm-hmm. And to turn around the next week and completely prove that, I think says something. Yeah. I think that registers. A um, couple other issues from other sports. Mm-hmm. I guess we learned why this Gio Reyna cat wasn't playing for Team USA in the World <laughs> Cup. Uh, Gio Reyna is the son of Claudio Reyna, so it's a big, regal American soccer name, and he's been a great player in Europe. And the truth comes out now that he was just a turd over there and not practicing hard, not giving effort, borderline distraction, and it's why Gio Reyna never saw the field until the second half of the final game. And the coach didn't throw him under the bus personally. The coach talked about a player and – you know, and the, how they almost sent him home. He said they came this close to sending him home. He had to go apologize to the team. And not just, hey, I apologize, but for why was why he was apologizing. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe there's an accountability there that will help help the squad moving forward. Um, but, you know, even if you don't know a lot about Team U.S., you probably became aware of that Gio Reyna storyline, right? Were you? Are you aware that they were talking about why isn't he playing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Because so, his dad is a. Sure. Claudio Reyna. Yeah, his mom, time. too, by the way, was a women's soccer player. No kidding. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, he's got a lot of genes there in his. Well, he finally played in the second half of the last game yeah. against, the, against the Netherlands. Uh, I, I, you know, I'll say this about soccer. I watched one of the penalty kicks. I was at work, and I watched the penalty kicks with. Argentina and who they beat? Netherlands. Netherlands. It's intense. By the way, does it change your mind on those four topics? Remember we had the four options? And some people were saying, oh, yeah. I'd take the penalty kick, the penalty kick. I told kick. you, I, I, I don't those, want. You wouldn't yeah. take it against those dudes. You'd go no. over. I love, I thought the Argentine, is that correct? Yeah. Goalie. I yeah. love how he attacks it. Because he does this with his feet and he's got him bopping up and down. He's got to bop it up and down. And then he guesses. Yeah, you have and, to. And he guessed right twice in a row. And he, you still got to knock the ball. I mean, it's a. Sure. You know, but your boy, uh, Harry Kane. Missed one. Missed one. He, and, hit, he hit one before yeah, that and then missed but one. But he missed the one that you got to make. That was what? The Argentina game. No, that oh, was no, France. The, yeah, France. England and France. And uh, it's over for our guy, uh, Andre and such. So That's too bad. Yeah. So we're down we to a couple four. of English guys. We're down to four, and one of them is Morocco. Our English guy Stewart also is now out. Yes, yes. So, all right, let's do this. We got a prize pack to give away. Oh, you know we do. What do we got? Oh, since it's Victory Monday, like every other Monday. Well, every other Monday is not Victory Monday, but this Monday mm-hmm. we had that ma- that that Monday Madness at Tropical Smoothie. So, go ahead and get you a, a that that Duval Delight. So we're going to give you that twenty five dollar gift card, but also. We're going to give another $25 gift card to Liquid Sunshine Car Wash, plus a Hoffman Sausage Prize Pack, including a mini cooler. So holla at your boy. Mm, all right. So be kind, be courteous at 641-1010, and be a winner and take home some prizes. 
We'll come back. We got Paselli at the top of the hour. We'll we'll kick it around some more. Jaguars winners today and five and eight and hanging around. I T H. I T H E. Trevor drops. Pump fake. Fires toward the goal line. That ball is going to be. No signal. Now they call it an incomplete pass. Whoa. Zay Jones caught it, but they say he's out of bounds. Did he not get a foot down? When the receiver got possession of the ball, he did get both feet in bounds. It is a touchdown. Yes, it was. Boy, that, that, that was, was a great catch. Yeah. And Zay had another tough one yesterday. I mean, he dropped another couple yesterday, but he more than made up. Who do you think leads the team in receiving? Uh, Zay. Uh, he has 68, and Christian Kirk has 67. Christian Kirk has 874 yards, though. What does Zay have? 655. What does Evan Christian Ingram Kirk also has to? seven touchdowns. Evan Ingram has 53. The tight ends have caught 70 balls as a unit, which yeah. is pretty good. It's all Ingram, really. It's hard to even recall much tight end action other yeah. than him. What, how many yards does he have now after yesterday? He has 548, so 10.3 and four touchdowns, which is good. Oh, by the way, Trevor's going to get to 4,000 yards and between 25 and 30 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's easily. He's 3,200 yards already. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 200 a game, he'll, he'll get to four. Yeah. He's Which just again, playing so great, though. Yeah. It's just so fun to have that. Well, that was a career-high passing yards yesterday. 368 was a career-high, and uh, they needed him. They needed him because they could not run the ball against Tennessee, and and you know what? But this, sometimes you're going to have games like that, and that's okay. They also had four sacks to get to 23 on the year, which was huge. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, offensive numbers, ETN down to five yards a carry, which is still awesome, 163. He's running hard. He's just – there wasn't much running room yesterday. He's got 814 yards with four games to go. You think he's going to get 1,000, but we shall see. Um, but, yeah, Lawrence now up to 60. He is completing a high percentage of his of his passes, too. He's up to 66.2%, 3,200-plus yards. First Jaguar quarterback in history to throw for over 3,000 yards in his first two seasons. Uh, he'll hold every record – Every franchise record that there is. By the way, this I, I saw this one yesterday as well. I forget who said it, but David Garrard holds the franchise record for the most consecutive passes thrown without a pick at 209. Trevor's up to 181. Yeah, so might catch him. He also he did he had something yesterday with the completion percentage, the three plus touchdown, the 360 plus, only two other, and the running score with no turnovers, no sacks. Yeah, Mahomes, Breeze, and now Trevor. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's significant. That, Matt, when you add your name to a list that only has those two, and we've seen other segmented, you know, days or or, or stats that have played out that way. I, I'm going to say this terrific. right now, and, and I think the rest of the world will, will start seeing this. And we're, look, we're subject to a little bit of hyperbole, but we're allowed to do it. We're excited. We're five and eight. I've already said I think 8-9 and wins the division. I think you agree. Um, and we'll see. Again, the Titans might come back and go out to L.A. and beat the Chargers this week. You never know. But if The Jags could lose one game as long as that game's not to Tennessee. As long as it's not to Tennessee. If Tennessee loses a game before they come here. Correct, which I think they will. I, I, I think they'll lose at least one, I would think. They've got to play. Well, they have to lose two before they come. No, one. They're 7-6. and six. Oh yeah, they'd have to lose two yeah. total. No, yeah. they would lose one. And oh, yeah, they'd be seven and eight. Or oh, we're two games back. Oh, eight. but if we lose yeah. one, they'd have to lose yeah. two. That's correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. they've got the Chargers and the Cowboys. Yeah. So yeah, and we've already beaten the Chargers out there, and that's so. But I'm got, going to play one e, in hand. E, I need a little music. Oh, I want to play. Who would you rather have? Okay. And I think you're going to be numbers wise a little bit surprised. So this is uh, uh, who would you rather have? Music. Thank you, E. 
Would you rather have, just be honest, it's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt at all. But would you rather have uh, Tua Tonga Viola or Trevor Lawrence? Right now, today. I would, I would rather have Trevor. Yeah, I'd rather have Trevor. Uh, you okay. could have asked me this two weeks ago and I would have said Would you Trevor. rather have Geno Smith? Trevor. Trevor. Not even close. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Trevor? That's close. I mean, yeah, that, that was closer, yeah. but okay. I probably, oh, yeah. But, but look, Hurts is, you know, a year or two ahead of Trevor in the development here, so. That's fine. I'm just asking. I, I'm not, I don't, listen, I don't Who know. Who would you rather have? I don't know if there's anybody other than Patrick Mahomes that I'd say for sure I'd rather oh. have than Trevor. Oh. I'm not sure. Maybe, oh. but. Joe Burrow or Trevor? That's the same guy, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean it. I mean it. I'm being serious. I think it's the same guy. I think it's the same. One's got Jamar Chase and uh, T. Higgins uh, and uh, Josh Allen or Trevor. I, I mean, he's in guys, the yeah, I, I mean, look. My point is this: it's a, Trevor Lawrence is is moving up. Okay, yeah. he's ascending. Those he, guys are already there. Yeah, right now. But look, come on. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow—they're elite. Yeah. You know, Trevor's not elite yet. We don't know how elite he can be, but the potential for him to be elite again to play a game like he played yesterday—that doesn't happen often. Well, Jeff chronicled the statistics uh, uh, about it, but there's there is a possibility here that our guy can get into that stratosphere, and that's exciting. Well, he's pretty close to being there. That's exciting. He's pretty close to being there, really. Yeah. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six. Now, seven seven of his 14 games, he's had a passer rating over 100. Yeah, that's Re- beautiful. Remember when Dilfer was on, he said the one thing that Trevor was lacking was consistency. Yeah, the and, bucket. He was talking the about buckets. the buckets. And yeah. like, he's starting to fill that bucket. Yeah, he's filling that bucket. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Two interceptions in his last eight games. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, touchdowns, one, two, three, six, nine, ten, twelve. I mean, yeah. it just, I, I don't, listen, you can, you can, you can put a ceiling on it because of, you know, the amount of time, the short sample. Mm-hmm. But the last four or five weeks, he's playing as good as anyone you just listed. Like, this is the second time in three weeks. There's not a quarterback in the league the Jaguars could have had yesterday who would have done better than Trevor. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do any better than he did against the Ravens. You couldn't do any better than he did yesterday against the Titans. Both good teams, by the way. Let's take one phone call from Larry here this segment before we welcome Let's Tony in. It. it is the Monday morning quarterback, and he's been on the line yeah. uh, very patiently. He wants to, uh, I'm sure, share. Larry's on the fair and fair phone line. Hello, Larry. What's up? What's up? And let me say, can I get two claps and a Ric Flair? <laughs> Woo! Man, I'm telling you, I, t- I text my boy Pross yesterday. I said, it's official. Hmm. I have a man crush on the Blind Bomber. That's what he called my it, wife the Blind Bomber. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I have believed from day one, all my boys will tell you, even in the midst of the worst, I'm like, look, he's coming. He's mm-hmm. coming, man. It's like Christmas around here. We <laughs> finally got the QB. Right. And he was talking smack at the end of the game. He yes. gave a little wave, didn't he? He gave a little wave goodbye. I, <laughs> I like that. He got up in the face of the lineman. I'm here. This is my division. Step back. Get off. We are here, man. I'm telling you. I'm on my way to play a, a, a tournament this morning at the Valley Course. I am pumped mm-hmm. up. Um, my, I turned 57 this week. Nice. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. It don't get no better. Than turn it. up. Turn up. Turn it up, Larry. All right, Larry. I would say I'd, I'd hope to hear from you tomorrow, but now I'm recollecting how the last time went. So 
I'm just going to yes, do, sir. I'm do the Jag euphoria. I'm just going to say have a great day. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Know Second favorite. Yeah. Second favorite person. My second favorite blonde bomber. Yeah. By the way, I just want to let you know this before you left. The Exum boys never did that to Hick. That's all I'm saying. I'm out. And they never will. <laughs> and they never will. You can, you now I love not, you, Larry. will not be able to say that. I love you. Uh, have fun, my friend. Play good today. Yes. Uh, everyone's a winner. It's Victory Town in Jacksonville. The Baselli, uh Breakfast of Baselli's next. Yeah. Yeah. He's number uh, 71 in your program. He's number one in your hearts. He's number 355 PFHOF. Class of 22. He's Don Anthony Baselli Jr., he stomped around that field yesterday like he owned the place, and in the end he did as part of the Jaguars organization. Good morning, Tone. Morning, Tone. Good morning. I had nothing to do with that yesterday. Yes, thank you. It was a good win. Ah, man. Yeah. Tony, I, I, I'll uh, – did, want... did not see that one coming, Tone, and well, all the uh, – I didn't see that one. And, Tony, I, I, I want to make too much of it. You tell me if I'm wrong, but, I, I mean, the ramifications of yesterday seem a lot bigger than winning the game and getting to 5-8. and eight. I mean, it's a literal – shifting of the balance of power in the division, I feel. Tennessee is not going to get better, and the Jags, you feel like, are just about to catapult into the dominant quarterback and the dominant team in the division. I know that's a Jag-centric perspective, but I, I believe that. I'm not just hoping that. I, that's what I think. Well, I mean, it was a big win. It's been done up there since 13, and it's you know supposed to be our division rival. And we haven't held up our end of the bargain for too long. Right. Um, but I, I would agree, I mean, if you just take the point that the quarterback's the most important position in all football, which I think is a safe point, the Jaguars have their guy. And, I mean, it's so funny to me because multiple times during the season, early, mm-hmm. we, there were people questioning whether Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy. You know, did we miss? Is he a bust? I mean, the talk, I remember thinking back then how ridiculous the talk it was because it's so early. And, it, and doesn't it seem even more ridiculous after what you've seen him do the last four weeks? I mean, he is. And so to that point, Jeff, I agree with you. I mean, where the two franchises, two franchises are going, if you look at the Titans and the Jaguars, are two different directions. You have the Jaguars who are ascending with a franchise quarterback. Still plenty of holes, and we can get to that in a second. And you have a Titans team who wanted to beat the hell. They were beat the hell yesterday. Yeah. They don't have a they do not have a franchise quarterback. And their star player, Derrick Henry, while still good, at the running back position, you gotta believe he's gonna be start running out of gas at some point. Some point. Well, and all you have to Maybe say not. is this uh, here's <laughs> this is also I was thinking this yesterday, it's an interesting way to uh, to phrase it and should make Jaguar fan feel great. As great as Derrick Henry is and all the glory that he's helped lead Tennessee to go to, you'd much rather have Trevor Lawrence than Derrick Henry. If I told you right now, you yeah. can have Trevor Lawrence or Derrick Henry, you'd take Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. So that's another Lawrence. kind of indicator, I think, of where we're headed. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, Trevor was outstanding yesterday. Yeah. I mean, as good, as good as you can play quarterback. And they couldn't um, run the ball, and it didn't matter. You know what I mean? No, it did not. Yeah. It was the offensive line game of time for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Ingram had a huge day. Yep. A day that probably in the history of this franchise, no Titans ever had. Yep. Um, and he was he was great. Now, defensively, we still have issues. Oh, yeah. Up, 
Derrick Henry had 94 yards in the first half. <laughs> he had 89 and, in the first quarter, uh, Tone. No, sorry, I'm sorry, 94 <laughs> in the first quarter. He had 94 in the first quarter. He had over 100 in the first half. It wasn't looking and, good. <laughs> and if we don't get those turnovers, we never really stopped them. <laughs> now, we did get the turnovers. Right. And I think that's how the, this team has to play, kind of bend, don't break, opportunistic, get turnovers. Because I just don't think they're good enough just to stop people. Yeah. Now, they got the lead, which as soon as they had a two-possession lead, it was over. Because Tennessee can't play from behind. Not with that group. I mean, their offensive line is awful. Pass protection. I mean, in, in fairness, they have, like, rookies and second and third team guys because of all the injuries they've had. Um, their top receiver, the first-round pick, out. Their best, you know, a couple of their best defensive players out yesterday, and so you should beat that team. Jacksonville's a better team right now, all around, than Tennessee, and and they did what they were supposed to do, and it feels good because it's against a division rival and a team that we struggled against. So I thought it was led by Trevor, an opportunistic defense that got turnovers. They kind of, you know, changed the course in the first half, and and the. Offense responded. They scored on after every turnover, which is exactly what you're supposed to do. So that was great. Tony, look ahead over these last four weeks. I, I, I feel like 8-9 can win this division. Um, I feel like the Jacks can still lose another one as long as it's not the Tennessee game. Get to that game, and that game could be for the AFC South because Tennessee still has the Chargers and the Cowboys. They have the Texans and the Jags. What are your thoughts about what how this is going to play out like I feel like Tennessee is on the ropes, man. I'm not, you know, now they may rally. They may go out to L.A. and win, and that will take care of things, put them in a great position. But um, the Jags at 5-8, and eight, they're, they're, they're in the hunt, Tone, and that's what we desperately and wanted. And we're here. feeling that 96 vibe, Tony, that you talked about a few weeks ago that you hoped yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's too early for me to get to that point because mm-hmm. you have to, like, win more than one game in a row. That's fair. Like, you can't. Dr. Yeah, we're Pye. expecting him to go three and one down the stretch here, but you know, so that's fair. I mean, you haven't really, you haven't strung together multiple victories outside of, you know, the back-to-back in the Los Angeles early. Yeah, yep. they've gone win-loss, win-loss, win their last five. So three and two right. is good, yeah. but if you go win-loss, win-loss, win-loss the rest of the way, or that ain't going to get yeah. it done. Yeah. If you, if you end up two and two, you're not gonna. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless the Titans go in four. Right. Which is I, I highly unlike. No, but I think you could definitely see them losing a couple. They are they are definitely staggered a little bit. Uh, Tony, I, something it struck me a little bit about what's happened in this last week since they lost to Detroit. I, I, think, I think Doug Peterson stepped a little bit out on the ledge last week with kind of his go-to statement about the Detroit game. And I, I think in turn he's earned even more trust from the fans and the media and, and – you know, his own football team, and that was he assured everyone after they got road graded at Detroit that it was a one-off. That's not who we are. They were embarrassed, but I promise you this, you're not going to see that out of this football team. And to turn right around and verify that fact, you know, I, I think, you know, it's it's kind of an intangible, but I, I think it just adds another layer of trust to where we are moving forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, Doug's a really good coach. And so, whether they won or lost yesterday would not have changed my opinion for that. But he's the right guy. We've said that for a while now. And I think ultimately, you know, 
you know, maybe they sneak in this year, it'd be great. But ultimately, I mean, I think in the next year or so, they'll continue to change the culture, continue to make changes in personnel, and they'll continue to have a young quarterback grow. And I think next year and the year after, you know, you're going to start wanting to contend for the Super Bowl, not sneaking in the playoffs. Right. And so they're, they're doing that, and I think you step back, and we said it, I said it at the beginning of the year, if this team is playing meaningful football in December, mm-hmm. and Trevor Lawrence has cemented the fact that he is the guy, it's a successful year, regardless right. of what the outcome of the next four games. And I feel that way now. Yeah. I mean, I think Doug has done a great job. Trevor is who, all, is who he thought he was going to be. And we're in a good position going next year. Now, there's a lot of work to be done. By no means is this team. I mean, defensively, we still have yeah. We have issues getting to the quarterback. We have issues covering people. And, you know, we, we kind of went back to the formula where we got those two wins early. Right. Because our defense was opportunistic and a lot of turnovers. Now, you got a Dallas team coming in this week who has a franchise quarterback, a lot of weapons at the skill position, an above-average offensive line. And a great defense. And a great defense. That's a tough game. So now you, huh. It's a tough game. Yeah. Now, I think we can win. Yeah. But I, th- I think we're going to have to win in the shootout. Because I don't see us shutting down Dak Prescott and those weapons. But, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, take a, I'll take a head-to-head shootout with Trevor. Against just about anyone right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tony, you were a young player that experienced a lot of success right away. It, it, you know, statistically, impact-wise, Trayvon Walker has not had that as the number one pick. So I'm just wondering how – I mean, it's just a play, but I'm just wondering how big that is for his psyche. To his credit, it doesn't seem like he's been affected at all about what people think, you know, about his development to this point. But that was a big play, game-changing play. Yeah, it was a good job. I mean, it was horribly executed by the Titans. They're trying to – they were trying to run the tight end through Trayvon Walker to take steam off of him. Yeah. And then the left tackle supposed to go block him. He couldn't get over the there. Tight, <laughs> well, the tight end did a great job. And the left tackle's looking inside yeah. at the guard. I'm like, what do you And then Lake gets back to Trayvon. And Trayvon did a great job and showed his athletic ability as Lake to bend the corner the way he did. Mm-hmm. And then a very smart, very good play to go for the ball and cause, uh, you know, sack fumble. A little strip sack. So, yeah, he. I mean, I still, I still am not convinced that. His Does he doubt himself, Tony? I was kind of coming from no. that angle. Do you think or no? So that, from his standpoint, that so. didn't prove anything. He thinks, you know, well, he's yeah, got an ankle too so. going forward. So yeah, we'll see. He, that's true he looked like he was limping off the field yesterday, pretty good at the end of the game. Yeah, he, he had an ankle. Um, I, I, I still just don't think he's a stand-up outside three-four linebacker. Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, if you're gonna play three-four, he's a three-four defense man, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was great. I mean, he's just, he's a talented dude. He's athletic. He's got the length, and hopefully that ankle's okay because you're going to need him down the stretch. You want to really make this make this run happen. Yeah, and I, it's the same thing after the Baltimore game, guys. Baltimore was a great win. Yeah, but it only really yeah. is impactful. How you do you next week? The, if, yeah, you have to win the next week. Yeah, yeah. they did. Okay, great win. Great win against Tennessee. Awesome. But you know Enjoy what, Tone? It? You know why it's 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 even. You know why it's a great thing though in 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 this respect. And you said it: meaningful football in December. This will be a home game Sunday because it's Dallas, and I get it. And there'll be a ton of Cowboy fans, but I don't care because I love atmosphere. 
and this game will have atmosphere, and that's what you want when you're in NFL City. And and we haven't had that much around these parts in the last decade. So to have that will be, you know, it will be awesome. It'll be even better atmosphere than it was Baltimore week. No, no, I agree. Yeah. I, listen, I love it. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you want to take the next step, sure. Like, okay, now, now you've got to go say that's who we are. Right. I mean, just like Doug said, in Detroit, that's not who we are. Right. And we'll, sh- we'll show you. Okay, great. Love it. Now prove to me that this, that this is who you are. Yeah. And you are this team yeah. that is one of the better teams that, that – has the ability to go earn a playoff spot in December. And you, and and that, you, that's like, that's the next evolution, what they need to go do. Good and, point. And you did hit on something now that gets lost in our euphoria and the big win <laughs> is you don't get those four turnovers and turn them into points every week. You know, you're going to have games where you got to battle out and score them in the an defense, even game. The defense is average at best. Yeah. I think basically it's make Tony, plays. maybe even less than average. And Tony's well, being nice saying, look. you know, and but, but if they can play opportunistic, and Dak did throw it to the other team yesterday a few times. And he will. Absolutely. Yeah. He no. will. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the style you got to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, our listen, our pass defense going to Tennessee is like 28, 29 in the league. Right. I mean, we have one, we're the one one of the worst teams stacking the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a you know a math major to do the you know the addition there. <laughs> Those two things together aren't good. Um, but if you can be opportunistic, if you can you know get your hands on two or three balls, and your offense plays and your quarterback plays the way. He's, has been. We're going to beat the Cowboys. Absolutely, you can beat them. Yeah. I, I, th- we had some standout performances by by a few guys, none bigger than, man, have a day, Evan Ingram. My goodness, well, we haven't seen that. Maybe out of the tight end position in the history of the franchise. Was that a franchise record for tight end yards? Had to be, didn't it? Dick, that come up anywhere, that stat? It probably, I, think, I think Pete Mitchell had a day like that. I don't know if he had 165. It. He had that big yeah. one at, at, at Tampa. But either way, Tony, where did that come from? Is that is that – through scheming and preparing, you realize these guys can't top the, stop the tight end, and you and you just feature them all day long because start to finish, man, seventeen was catching a ball and making a play. Well, they were they were without David Long, their best cover linebacker. Okay, he was injured. Yeah, I don't know if that has something to do with it, but it was obvious early that they were going to go to Evan Ingram. You looked at the first four passes; I believe were all that big. He was starting out like two or three were incomplete because they're well defended. But Trevor, there's something in the game plan early. He said, we are getting 17 involved. We like the matchup. And then when they got him going, the Titans couldn't cover him. And he did. He has some great releases on the line of scrimmage. He is a tough matchup for a safety or a linebacker to cover because of his quickness. And I think they knew that Tennessee was going to play a lot of man. And they like the man matchup underneath of Ingram against whoever, whether it was Byard or one of the linebackers. And man, they they like we said, they sure exploited it. I thought, you know, quietly, you know, Tyson Campbell made plays on the ball yesterday. I mean, you know, more than once the guys got deep on him and he he stayed with him and he turned the head and not, you know, got his hand on the ball, which is like the seems to be the only thing missing from him, you know, maybe developing into a, a real lockdown corner. Yeah, that was uh, – Jeff, I think it's a good call-out by you because the book on him is that he can't find the ball in man coverage. Right. If his, if he has his back to the ball, so anything down the field, and the ball's in the air, he just doesn't find it. He does not react. Even if he's in good coverage, which we've seen this year, good coverage can't finish. And to see Tyson turn, locate the ball, bat it away, 
a couple times was huge. And what you hope for, because you know he has the ability, and you know he has the length and the athleticism to run and do all the, everything that corner needs to do. And what you hope is that builds the confidence that he's felt it now and that you see more of that going down the, down the road. By the way, in 1995, Tone, at Tampa, Pete Mitchell had 10 for 161. So he's just behind Just him. behind him in yeah. a touchdown. So the 165 so. probably, and the 11s also probably an yeah. all-time record. So I can't remember is, is, Mercedes or, or no, Kyle not, not that kind of day. a game like that. Um, Tony, is, is that like is it, is it is it a one-game aberration, or do you look at the end of the year on making Evan Ingram a functional part of this this thing long-term rather than the one-year deal he's under or too early? Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I think it's still early. Let's yeah. see how this thing plays out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely – got to take a long, hard look at him about him being a part of the future of this offense. Because um, he's had a, I mean, if you look at, <laughs> he has had no days like this. Right. But you look at the, over the course of the year, he's been a. 53 catches. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. For that position. Pretty good. Four games left. Was, get another 15. Left. You could have 70 catches. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's say he averages four, four games. Yeah. For the next four. That, yeah. That's that 70 catches. Yeah. And that's a lot more than we've had around here. What is it? What did Brady have? 80, 80 one year? 82? I'd have to look it up. Yeah. He's, hey, Tone, so what's... My point is, yeah, go ahead. He's a matchup, he, he's a matchup issue for defenses. Yeah. Speed. Last couple of weeks, that's really shown, too. Tone, better chance of happening, Jags beating the boys Sunday at home or Titans beating Chargers in L.A.? What has better... They're both underdogs. Jags are six point. Titans are two and a half. What has a better chance yeah, of happening? So, in I Europe. Vegas would tell you... Vegas would tell you it's a better chance for the Titans to win because mm-hmm. it's worth six for a six point dog at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good. I think it's a coin flip. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Um, I got this, you know, just gut feeling because I hate the Titans so much that they're going to find a way to go beat the Chargers. Right. Yeah. That's just that's just what Vrabel does. We needed yeah. him to lose that Packers game about three weeks ago because I, I even threw up at one point. We were way out and said, hey, Dan, you know, the Titans got a tough schedule coming up, blah, blah, if yeah. this, if that. Yeah. We're kind of there. We're not all the way there. But, yeah, there's something about the Titans, it, it, I think, it, it, that give us well, the, the it, it, heebie-jeebies. It, 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 well, that coupled with that, it feels like it's about time the Chargers to do the Charger thing. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, which you know, which is to lose some game they have no business losing. Yeah, yeah, and to, and, and to ruin their chances of taking the playoffs. Well, we'll be Chargers fans next week for sure. I one last question as we focus all on the positive. What's going on with the run game, man? What's going on with ETN? We haven't seen anything now for about you know well over a month. I know there was an injury, you know, in between there, but man, he was on quite a roll there with like three hundred yard games in a row, and that, that's just been been absent where is the breakdown happening well you wonder how much that injury impacts them okay of slowing them down a little bit um now i thought the titans did a really good job they were selling out they played you know they said they were going to stop the run they did um so the, there was not a lot of creases but etn at the same time he did not it looked like he might have missed a cut or two here or there um he was very aware of being in traffic, you know, instead of in the past, we've seen him try to make dynamic moves. And, you know, he would get two hands on the ball and just kind of, I think, the message of don't fumble um, hit him hard. And, I, you know, the one, the one concern I have about ETN, he's so dynamic, he's so explosive. But, my goodness, he Small. takes so many big hits. Yeah. For his size. He, 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 he takes huge hits, which I'm not used to seeing, like, 
high-end backs doing because most high-end backs kind of if you go back to Fred or MJD just the backs in our history and even if you think of the great backs I mean Emmett Smith I don't think ever, anyone ever hit it had a square hit on Emmett Smith for the reason he played so long because everything is like yes. in the shoulder you know when to get down and I don't know maybe it's just me it just feels like Travis Etienne just takes monster monster hits Week in and week out. Yes. And it's weird because sometimes he runs right into the dude. Oh, <laughs> just like, <laughs> <it's>... hammered. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what are we I, doing I, here? I, I love the toughness, but my goodness. Yeah. You know, maybe a business is make a business decision here and get skinny and make a miss. I don't know. Make it a glancing blow. Hmm. But it just feels like he gets hammered at times. All right, man. Well, before we let you, where you, where you at today? Where, where are you headed? You out and about, or you, you're home? I'm uh, I'm at Ponte Vedra. All right, all right, good at deal. House. I'm just ta- I'm just taking a little walk down Ponte Vedra Boulevard. Nice, very nice. I'm so, beautiful I'm day. So Air's fat. beautiful. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so fat. I'm mm. so fat right now. Well, I'm I'm on in, in the midst of a like a well, we'll just call it what it is. I'm in the midst of a diet, and that's I'm what are about, you doing? About to determine. I think I have uh, no sugar, low carb. Really? Yeah. Meat. Yeah, a lot of meat. What? What is like low carb meat? Like I mean, I'm probably under, I'm probably under pretty, pretty, pretty steady under about 40, 50 carb grams a day. Are you doing like, like all of a sudden, uh, like fruits bad for you? No, no, I'm doing the fruits. If those have carbs, I'm not counting them. When I say sugar, I mean like, you know, donuts and cereal yeah. and Pop-Tarts and that kind of gross stuff that I've eat. It's uh, all, a lot of meat, a lot of eggs, a lot of protein and, and not much carbs or sugar. And it, 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 it melted off. That first 10 went quick. How much are you trying to lose? Um, maybe another five or ten. I just wanted to yeah. like, get rid of some belly, to be honest with you. Now, it's brutal. It's hard. It sucks. I mean, I miss yeah, no, no bread, no rice, no potato. I love those three things. Oh, me? I like a good sub sandwich or a yeah, exactly. good, a good, You're a good donut with, oh. a good donut with yeah. your coffee You got them cookies on that flight home last You're night. You're killing me, Tony. I told oh, you. Yeah. Oh, those I, are good. Mm. I had... All right, man. We'll keep keep walking. Hence, why I'm taking an hour walk this morning. I'm so fat. Well, again, if you want if you want some more tips, and then also tales of desperation and torture, I'll I'll be happy to talk to you off air. Hey, Big Bo, do you want? There's a lot of things, Jeff. I've come to advise to you uh, for advice. Yeah. Um, Dieting and health is not one of them. Okay. Well, that's fair. You do what you have to do. Hey, Big Bo, do you walk with your Hall of Fame jacket on? No, no. Uh, you better than me. E.T. <laughs> e. wear that thing everywhere. A little sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Have See a good you, friend. Week. We'll talk All to right, you next thanks, week. Thanks, Stone. See ya. That's the uh, pride of the Jaguars and the Hall of Famer. And a walker. Uh, Tony Welcome DeSalle. to the walking club. Uh, USA Today does like a 32 things we learned each and every week uh, within their column this week. Congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguars who won in Nashville for the first time in nine years. The expected ascendance of Trevor Lawrence continues. The top pick in the 2021 draft, throwing for our career best 368 on a bad wheel and matching his personal best with three touchdown strikes in the victory over the Titans. The uh, loss to the Jags capped an ugly week for Tennessee, who had five turnovers for Sunday to go along with the surprise firing of John Robinson. Yeah. Congratulations, gang. Not only are we in victory formation for yesterday's victory, but we're also here to celebrate what I'm guaranteeing you, the 2023 AFC champion. AFC South champion, Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, let's grab 22 while we're at it. Ah, Monday morning quarterback. Sneak that in. Then only.com.
All right, welcome back on a Victory Monday. Yeah, I hope on Friday night, I don't know what you were up to. I was working. It was late. I was in them streets. You were in the streets? Good. Yeah. So you didn't see the end of the Lakers-Sixers game. I did. <laughs> At the Christmas party. It's one of the watching. more incredible things I've seen in NBA basketball in a long time. The Lakers were dead. I looked up. I was like, oh, good. They're down nine. There's like 30 seconds left. This thing's over. Friday night? Yeah. Oh. Then I looked up again, and they were down like four or five. And next thing I know, Anthony Davis was at the free throw line. If he makes two free throws, they win. Well, he only made one. They went to overtime, and then the Sixers blew him out in the overtime because Russell Westbrook decided he was going to be a shooter again. So that didn't go so very well. Made an executive decision. Yes. There's some crazy things in the National Football League yesterday. There may be none crazier than that Giants punter. Did you see what he did? Basically dropped the ball and then kicked it off the ground. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Like, to be honest with you, I'd, I would not have known that you couldn't kick it like that. That's a penalty. Like You're not allowed to kick that. Oh, you're not. Yeah, I haven't seen. Back. I haven't seen that since since that that playoff game with the Rams and the Bears, where it was so windy at yeah. Soldier Field, and Dieter Brock was the Rams quarterback. The Bears shut him out, and the 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 punter dropped the ball to kick it, mm-hmm. and the wind blew it away, and he swung and missed. Yeah, remember that one? Yeah, I do remember that. Boy, the Bears had some freaky games back in the day. Yeah, one job the, to do. Remember the fog game against the Eagles? Oh yeah, they literally could even see the field. Oh yeah, they had a bunch of those uh, back in the day. Um. I saw Florida got its first uh, transfer portal signee. Doesn't doesn't look like much to me. Looks like a body. Louisville kid? Yeah. He's got no production. Two years, he's got, I think, one sack. He played a little bit, but, you know, perhaps growing into that that role, it doesn't feel like it, but Florida's got a game on Saturday. Yeah, it's game week. It doesn't feel like it at all. By the way, they're out in Vegas starting, like, I think tomorrow. And uh, shout out again, Gator Media. Enjoy. Put it all on red, boys. Such a win for you guys. Put it on red. Yeah. I mean,. It is, too, especially because you know that the whoever they're working for puts them up in the hotel. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Stay at the team hotel, which I believe is... Um, we need to start laying the foundation and the groundwork for getting our return trip to March Madness. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And if VEASAN doesn't want to put us up, and I say we just go on our own. We might do that. Right? We might do that. Just do the show from the VEASAN yeah. network. Right, maybe take a day. I'll take a day. Feaston would probably let us. So uh, that was brutal, though, doing that at like like three in the morning. Though. Oh yeah, that was gross. So uh, well, just stay up all night. So around the National Football League yesterday, uh, some interesting things. The Bills beat the Jets. So the Bills have sort of re-established themselves in the AFC East. They're ten and three. They got a two-game cushion with four to go. So <laughs> but they're yet, in they're, good shape. They, but yet, Dan and uh, uh, Buffalo, Tom, cover your ears. Mm-hmm. They they they're not what we thought they were. They still, there's kind of stumble bumbling around. They do not look like a dominant football team. I, they don't. I mean, I don't. I think it matters. Well, I think it matters if you're. I would say your Super Bowl team from the AFC is one of three in my okay, mind. Okay, well that's it's a the lot. The Bills, the Bengals, or the Chiefs. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. In fact, I'll take them if you want the field. Well, no, I mean that's yeah. you're taking the three best records. Yeah. I can't do that. That way. Well, the Ravens are nine and four. Yeah. I mean, come on. Hey, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Hey, right there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that. I think when the smoke clears, the Bills and the Chiefs will be playing again somewhere in there. And and the the team that nobody will want to play, although I think, who was it? Hendrickson broke his yeah. wrist He's yesterday. Six, six weeks, I think. Oof. Yeah. Um, that's that's tough loss for the Bengals. But uh, nine and four, five straight wins. And remember we talked about the 0-2 thing and, and the Titans and the Bengals were both going to break that? Well, 
Titans better get going, or they're not going to be in there. And uh, you know, they started zero and two, and now they've lost three in a row. Yeah, maybe it will matter. But But those those Bengals are definitely beating it. Those three teams look. uh, uh, Mahomes threw three picks yesterday. Very un-Mahomes like. He's got eleven. He's got the most in the league. You know who the two leaders in interceptions are? Mahomes and Allen. Yeah. Mahomes and, also and, has 33 touchdown passes. I hear or something you. Like I'm, that. Well, obviously, there's they have a yeah. lot of positives to go along yeah. with it, but yeah. I'm just saying they they are very uh, you know they, 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 that that's the kind the, of if you have a quarterback throwing picks, and I know they got all the things. Mahomes kept the Denver in the game yesterday. On, on the flip side, Mahomes the postseason that well, could bother you. On the flip side, Mahomes is also 15 and 0 on the road against the AFC West. That's pretty good. 15 and yeah. 0. Yeah, we talked. About I think Andy Reid has like never lost to the Broncos either. As a coach of the Chiefs, it wouldn't be surprising. Good, I, I I barely avoided a bagel you see in the, the Friday Five Pack because the Broncos came back and covered the nine and a half. Did you see the hit that Russell Wilson took, and when they yeah. immediately cut to his tight shot of his you face, you knew he was out. He those was eyes in were La gone. La Land. Yeah, those eyes were gone. Ooh man! He he just, then you saw that big bump on his head. It was cartoonish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Bugs Bunny got hit over the yeah. head, and whoop! It, it rises up. Right and like the Broncos that. are eliminated from the postseason. Uh, raise your hand if you had the Broncos being the second team from the AFC being eliminated from the playoffs. I, I thought the Broncos would be it's, would win the you know would be a playoff team with Russ. Russ uh, Russ doesn't have it though. Do or die for the Patriots tonight. They're in Arizona. They're six and six. And they again, I know win. you're not big on the Jags and the wild card hopes, but that's a game where you would be rooting for New England to lose. Well, see, but that's my point. That's another team that's ahead of the Jags but, right but, now. But they these teams ahead. Even of them, if they lose, they'll they still be ahead other, of the though. Jags. Yeah, but they play each other. They're not done losing. We Just don't play New England. They, not them, the teams ahead of us also play each other. Well, sure. And the Jags play those teams, too. Right. But yeah. I'm just saying, we're, 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 to me, it's it's no different than being two back in the division. It's, it's another. It's, there's only one team you got to catch that you're two back in. And the wild card, you got to yeah. jump over a lot of teams. There's not a you, lot, though. Yeah, there is, Jeff. There's the Dolphins, the Jets, the they're Patriots, ahead. You're the not Bengals. Jump the Dolphins. They're tied with the Browns. They're tied with the Steelers. Yeah. You're not jumping uh, those the teams, There's the Chargers. Though. And they're tied with the Raiders. No, all you're jumping are the Patriots and the Jets. They're the only two. You're not jumping the Dolphins. They're in already. What about the Chargers? The Chargers are seven. That's what I said. No, I mean, you didn't. You said the Patriots I, and the Jets. That's to get to the Chargers, I'm saying. There's seven and six, seven and six, and five and eight. Uh, five, you know, the same record as the Titans. I, I, do you I don't think, know why you're dying on that hill. Well, I, it's, I'm not dying. You're wrong, so oh I don't, my God, but that's man. all right. So you think those teams are all going 11-6, and six, then you're right. We'll have to win out. But I don't. I think the Jets will lose a couple more. I think the Patriots will lose a couple more, and I think the Chargers will lose a couple more. Mm-hmm. So then we'll see when we get there. But it's, when you're, it's when not you're, dead. I'm going to try this one more time. When you only have to beat one team to get somewhere versus beat three or four teams. I'm not saying it's more likely. Saying it's not yeah. out of the possibility. Well, you That's said it's also... the same as what you just said. And it's, no, I don't the, think the it deficit is. is is the same. The Jets and Patriots play each other, so really we've already caught them. That's my point. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we play the Jets, so we've already passed them. I mean, the way the schedule plays out, yeah. if they go nine and eight and hey. don't catch the Titans, they will run <laughs> down those teams. <laughs> we could beat the Jets, and the Jets would still be a game ahead of us, assuming they win all their games. Yeah. And you just said they play the Dolphins and they play, you know, there's the Jets. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, and the Nat and the NFC, the Eagles dismantled the Giants. I mean, the Eagles look really good. You know, they got a two game lead. The Cowboys are struggling with the Texans at home, and the Eagles are beating the heck out of the New York football Giants, who are suddenly reeling, by the way. Um, Detroit did what some people thought. Detroit is a kind of a 
you know, they play the Jets this weekend, by the way. There's a team you want to root for if you want to get the Jets out of there, Detroit. And they're they're playing good football. Um, they're six and seven. The Vikings are ten and three. They're not gonna catch the Vikings in the division, but they now got an outside shot, the wild card. And the NFC South, much like the AFC South, even worse, six and seven Tampa Bay looks uh, does not look like a postseason they, team. They, but I mean, one the, of them is going to get in the postseason, and that's almost shameful. Well, the Falcons or the Panthers could catch them. That's how bad the Bucks are. I mean, they're game back. I mean, the Panthers and Falcons way, are game back. Bucks, the Bucks got the Bengals this week, right? And the Falcons, uh, what they got? Uh, although, and they got to go cross country and play Arizona. It ain't going to be Atlanta. I don't know what Carolina schedule is, but Atlanta's got to go at New Orleans, at Baltimore. Yeah. So I mean, unless, but they do finish for Tampa Bay, much like the Jags finish for Tennessee. So it leaves it uh, lingering. A All right, a couple quick phone calls on the Fair Fair phone line before we go. Let's start with Brian, uh, who calls on Victory Mondays. Uh, hello, Brian. What's up? What's going on, fellas? What's up, my man? What an awesome win! That was uh, yeah. That was great to watch. Uh, Rabel based on the- yeah. I loved it. Yeah, and that was just and, and full disclosure. After the Detroit game. I listed my ticket to the Dallas game because they were selling for outrageous amounts of money. I put it out there for a pretty good bit. Uh-huh. But as soon as we scored that touchdown at <laughs> halftime, right before halftime, I yanked that ticket back down. I said, wait a minute. I got to wait and see what happens. So I still have my ticket, and it's not for sale now. That's I wouldn't sell it for double what I was asking for. That's for sure. Mm. So, uh, and, and, Jeff, you are right. that Earlier you had mentioned we needed the stink fish to beat the Chargers the last night because that, that was our only way. They have an easy schedule. To, da- to Dan's point, I I, I think if the Jags do what it takes to, to be a wild card team or to, to be a 8-9 or 9-8, and eight, the, the, the the Patriots and Jets are going to are gonna be at that same level. Now, the Chargers have an easy schedule. That was a big win for them last night. How, uh, 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 Brian, how would it be uh, to be playing Saturday or Sunday night of that final weekend with the AFC South Championship on the line. Maybe even get flexed. Imagine how, that. Yeah. How, oh, how fun would that be? Yeah. Huh? I'd have to go buy some extra tickets. Yeah. Right? That's what, you know, a lot of people. That would be awesome. I mean, it, just the progression of the team has just been great to see this. You know, and the, and the thing is, with, with Ridley coming in next year, yeah. if we can re-sign Ingram, we may not have to do anything on the offensive side of ball, which is awesome because the defense, I mean, they, yeah, we got to do some work on that. They have to find a way to get to the quarterback yeah. regularly. Yeah. Just yesterday, every game. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Brian. Good to hear from you. And we'll get Joe you in here as well. Uh, hey, top of the morning, good morning, boys. Yes, sir. Great win. My observation, um, coaches, you don't have to practice these guys that much. Uh, I mean, you have to practice every day, but, uh, you know, the quarterback, he didn't practice this week. Yeah. And he played exceptional. Played um, the best game of his career. I, I think there's something to be learned from that. I mean, and also I practice I less, Joe. Coach. You said. <laughs> I think for a quarterback, it's a little less, Joe. If you're in the in the game plan, you need to be out there. But if you're the quarterback, you can almost visualize. It. I'm sure he's throwing on. Correct. It's not like he didn't touch a ball all week, right? right. You know that we all. I mean, it's that. cerebral. What I'm saying at that level, yeah. a lot of it is for cerebral. Sure. You don't have to have especially that position. That position. If you ever see a quarterback's not practicing, it's not the same as if you see a tight end isn't practicing. Yeah. As far as their that. chances to and play, yeah. And it's a great deal for a coach to realize the running game wasn't working. So this pass, just keep passing. He's in the zone. Keep it going. That was man, he was so sharp, around. wasn't he? He was just fitting there every window, he, man. Even that drop. I mean, the guy held his hand. It should have been passing. Yeah, and, and then I got Lofton saying it's a good call. Hey, James, how long you been blind? 
speaking of pass interference, I, and I thought this, and I meant to tell you guys this, you know, we had like a 40 against Brady. There's like a 40-yard pass interference, which it was pass interference. Mm-hmm. I suggest if you can have – if if it's defensive pass interference and it's going to be a 40-yard thing, if there's an offensive pass interference, and let's say it's 30 yards, then the team should be penalized 30 yards. Well, you know, it's – You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know what? They're, 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 that, 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 I think it's time to revisit the pass interference. Let's make it 15. Unless you just, like, yards. obviously pull them 15, down. 15. Yeah, it's too, it's too, too it penal. Be because yeah. they call it too much, too, now. They just call it. There was one yesterday, the Denver-Kansas so- City game, where – uh, Russ chucked it up, and the and, he, and, yeah, and the receiver really just kind of ran into yeah. him to force it, and he got yeah, the flag, and it was weak, and it got him a touchdown at the end of the half. I just I don't like that. It's not right. It's yeah. too much. It's yep. too, and to that end, in college, all DBs, if you get beat, burn, it's more than ten yards. Grab the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's, it's right, if it's, they uh, do, instead of a they touchdown, do. Yeah. if the guy's got you, grab the guy. And yeah, hundred percent. You know what? Yards. And that's in a lot of sports. I saw they do the same thing in soccer. They do the same thing in a lot of stuff. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. We got to take a break. It's the money. Morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. All right, we're hurtling towards the 9 o'clock hour. One of the things that Doug Peterson has been able to accomplish, we talked about this on the television show yesterday, is there's streaks that are getting snapped everywhere. When you're bad as we're as bad as the Jags have been for so long, there are streaks that are out there, and I think he can exercise another one on Sunday, but I don't think anybody, uh, including Coach Call, I don't think, did any Jaguar coach ever win five in his first season? I don't think Jack did. I don't think um, Tom didn't his first Maybe year. Jack? Yeah. Uh, uh, he, when, what, uh, let's see. Maybe Jack won five exactly. Dougie P won on the West Coast. Um, one at Tennessee. Snapped that thing. Um, we had that we're zero in 108 million when we're down seven plus with two minutes left thing blown out. So. He's accomplished a lot, and I like what he did this weekend. One of the things he did is he made the players. He got he got the the players talked about it after the game. Uh, he showed them a tape. He uh, I'd like to see the tape. Yeah, these I guys don't know think who, you're a bunch of. I don't know who put that together, but it was effective. So shout out a a, a Jaguar organizational member MVP, whoever that is. Well done, whoever you are, because the message was received by the players. They they put together a tape the night before about the long standing, and I don't think it was just a compilation of of highlights of the Jags beat losing to the Titans. I think it was like clips of them talking down about, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I for think, sure. Yeah, I think there was a Little lot. Little brother, in, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I think nonsense. there was a lot involved in that, and I think he was able to demonstrate to them. And, by the way, that means a lot to the fans, too. Well, and Josh Allen said after the game, I, he felt like he was being sincere. I just, I hate him. I yeah. can't really tell you why. Yeah. I just hate him, and part of it is probably what they were fed just the night before. And look, yeah. that Harry High School stuff only goes so far. No, yeah, but well placed every now and then. Yeah, Obviously, it. it it means you know a little bit. Jack Del Rio did go five and eleven his first year. Okay, so he's tied that. Yeah. Um. And and by the way, the other thing about the Jags, we've beaten some. We've beaten some yeah, uh, good teams. Good teams. Yeah. Uh, well, all five are decent teams. I mean, even the Raiders. I mean, they don't have a great record, but Raiders, Colts are decent teams. And when we beat them, especially the Colts, they were. Some, Still supposed to be good. And again, as far as the South is concerned, the Jags, I believe, I believe eight and nine wins the division. I'm not sure, but I yeah, I could I, be wrong. I, I wouldn't dis- and just. And I know that Tony was. I eh, kind of doubt. You know, you Tennessee's done it so many times, but they did not look like a good football. They're decimated by injuries. They were missing a lot of guys yesterday, and some of these guys are not getting back. They go to L.A. It's always tough, you know. And again, will the Chargers start doing the Charger thing? That remains to be seen. 
But they're then getting they healthier. The, you know, they've yeah. got Keenan Allen yeah, back. Yeah. Mike Williams is back. They, now, if they better. lose that, they're seven and seven. Then they play the Texans at home. I think they win that game. They're I eight think and so seven. too. But I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know anymore. The Titans team I saw yesterday. Yeah. If you take them out of their run game, they're terrible. Then they have the Cowboys at home, which um, is the same as, as to same the Jags. as the Jags. And and so my point is this: if Jacksonville can just win, go two and one. But they'd have to lose two. They'd have to lose to both those and games. And Tennessee goes one and two. Yeah. Then you play for the division. Then you play for the division. By the way, assuming that the Colts don't win out, mm-hmm. they're a half game back. I mean, the Colts could go eight, eight, and one. Yeah. I don't know who they play, but I Ain't mean. happening. Well, I, most people here in this conversation would say the same about the Jacks. Yeah, maybe. And like I said, it could all go down the tubes if Tennessee goes and gets to eight and six and Jacksonville falls to five and nine on Sunday. Um, yeah, and then it's over. It's over. Well, well uh, not mathematically. Yeah, but still. But yeah. It is. Yeah. And they can't. The this Jags, is what in the hunt means, the though. Ch- in the, the hunt ch- means you right. gotta you <laughs> still have chances sure. and you start looking at every possible chance. There's only four games left. It's been a long season. We've played thirteen football games. Yeah. There's only four left. And the, and the fact that they matter and they're by the way, they're being told that. I mean, Trevor's saying if we want to make the postseason, oh, yeah. they're looking at it as a realistic possibility, yeah. not some, yeah. oh, I know the odds are wrong, but no, they're like, well, if we're going to be a postseason team, we got to, we understand we got to win these games. Yeah. So, look, let's just hope the aberration against Detroit was just that, and this team can really channel this. I mean, yeah. this is a big game at home. It would be a huge statement win. Again, there are some things that are great in the short term. Yesterday, The win yesterday is great in the short term, but we got some long-term, like, foundational blocks that are happening here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another one. We're two and two in the division. When's the last time we could say that? I mean, we're one and five or oh and six. With a chance to go four and two. That's what I mean all the time. That's a win, a road win in the division. We've, we are, we've been better at home this year. We have home wins over the Raiders and the Ravens and the Colts and now a chance against the, the, the Cowboys. But at the end of the day, it's all about Trevor and, and his, now ascension into really one of the top five or ten quarterbacks in the league. I, I would take him over a lot of people. And, you know, yesterday was just another example of his growth. We can't run it? All right, well, we'll just give it to, you know, 16 here and let him let him throw it around the yard. And, you know, if you really, like you say, long-term foundational things and you want to start to look ahead, I can start to look ahead a little bit. And, again, it is still to be determined because if we don't know what position the Jags are going to end the season in. But if there is a positive from the negative of not winning the division this year, it means the Titans will have a tougher schedule next year uh, than us. The Jaguars will play the AFC Norte, which right now would have trips to Pittsburgh and Cleveland with home games against Baltimore and Cincinnati. Tough division. Uh, We have the usual AFC South home and homes. Um, I think we would have the Falcons. You said we have the North. I'm sorry, the AFC North we play. Yeah, and then we play the AFC or NFC South, which is a positive. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. the South next year. Yeah, and, that, and, by and the right way, now that would be Atlanta and Carolina at home at Tampa and at NOLA. No, no quarterbacks in the division. Tom right. Brady, by the way, is hey, – Yeah. I know his stats. Bring him still, on. Yeah, he's whatever. He's very beatable. I wonder what he's going to do, too. Is he going to yeah. go go to another team? Because he's a free agent after this year. Yeah. And he's throwing the – I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot going he, around. Yesterday he looked for the first time. Yeah, but there's bad. a lot going on around him. Well, I guess good. there is, but yeah. he's got all the he's got weapons. Give me, I'll take Evans and you know Godwin right now, and let's let some stuff go on around us. Yeah, you can basically see the whole the whole uh, 
schedule for next year. They have to go to an AFC East team to be determined depending on, on the, who finishes where. Right. And that will be a tough game, no matter who it is. Yeah, it's Miami, Buffalo. Or, well, it's Miami or New York. Or New England. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they'll have an AFC West team here, depending on where they finish, right? If they were second, it would be the Chargers would be here, I believe, right? Second and second. Yeah. Um, so, and then the... um. And there'll be an NFC West team here. So there's a lot to still determine, but you can, you know, uh, at Pittsburgh, actually, again, the AFC North is tough. The NFC South is not. So it's kind of a Well, you say it's tough, but Pittsburgh's quarterback is in flux. That's fair. Right? And And, and, Cleveland. And and, and we play well against Baltimore, no matter what. So, you know, I don't know if it's any tougher than. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Baltimore and Cincinnati are two good teams. I guess that's what I Uh, should say. Marone won 10 his first year. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. He had the interim there for that. Ah! No, for the end of one season. He was season. an interim coach. No, no. For that only was eight. his first year. No, it was two games. His first year was the next year. His first full season. Disagree. <laughs> okay. For the record, he was one and one his first year. Well, all right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, all right, let's do this. Uh, Nine o'clock nasty. Oh, boy. You want get, to get after it? Yeah. Want to yell nasty things to the Titans? Um, We could. Yeah. Um, And by the way, uh, 11th pick now in the draft. Yeah, I it's, get me it, out of that top. Why 10. is it so weird that <laughs> I feel like, and not because we're winning? It's like I'd almost rather pick 18th and 8th because we screw it up at the top, and I feel like 18th oh, can yeah. free you up to take whatever oh, position. Whereas eight or six, we get pigeonholed into taking what we quote have to have uh-huh. because they lie. They always say you know value versus need. Yeah. They always take the knee. They lie. They lie. They never just take the best player at whatever position. They always gear it towards what you need, and which, by the way, probably makes sense. But, yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, it's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. As uh, Hick said, we take the turn into the 9 o'clock hour mm, and more nasty. and everything that that entails. Next. Um, I know we're not exactly in the uh, part of college basketball season. There will be a point that comes here in about a month when you realize heading into your weekend that all you have is your local college basketball team to watch. And if your local college basketball team is the University of Florida, it's going to be a really, really, really long losing year. Oh, no. It's not just because of what Florida hasn't done to this point, and what I mean by that is beat any team higher than a bottom of a bottom league. That's all they've beaten are patsies and 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 softies, and they played anybody any good. They've been embarrassed and road graded, but that's not why. Dan, don't look now. Okay. The best conference in college basketball is the SEC. Really? Alabama uh, beat another number one this weekend. That's twice, I believe, they've done that this year. They beat Houston. I think they already beat Gonzaga. Maybe they play Gonzaga. They beat somebody else, Kansas or mm-hmm. North Carolina or uh-huh. someone. Uh-huh. Tennessee mm-hmm. um, uh, beat Maryland this weekend. They have five straight wins over ranked opponents. They beat number one North Carolina a few years ago, okay. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State is 9-0. and Arkansas is 9-1. and Missouri's 9-1. and Tennessee's 9-1. and Alabama's 8-1. and Auburn's 8-1. and LSU's 8-1. and Kentucky is 7-2. and Now, granted, some of these uh, early season records can be influenced by an easier schedule, but the teams that I just gave you haven't played that easier schedule, Dan. They've played good schedules. Yeah. So there are, uh, in fact, the new rankings will come out this week. Okay. So 
this is still going by last week. Uh, again, that's before Alabama beat number one Houston. It's before Tennessee won their fifth or and sixth straight games this week. But going off of last week's poll, which mm-hmm. will be updated, I imagine, today, Tennessee was seven, Alabama was eight, Arkansas was nine, Auburn was 11. Uh, that's four of the top 11, and we haven't mentioned Kentucky yet. This is the best the SEC has been maybe ever. Um, and so it's a shame that Florida will not be a part of that party at all. And they're about to go like five and 13 in Todd Golden's first year there. You think? I, I, one million zillion trillion percent think that we're the worst team in the SEC. The worst? That 100% worst team in the SEC. Well, I don't know why not. Florida is the worst team in the SEC? I just read you. In basketball? I just read you off the records. We're all playing the same. I mean, Florida has not beaten anybody. Every, anytime they played anyone any good, they've gotten killed. Vanderbilt's five and five. South Carolina's five and four. Florida's six and four. Texas A&M six and three started the season ranked, so I don't know what's happened to them. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it'll be a. How's Auburn? Auburn is um, eight and one and ranked right. in the top ten. Texas A&M. They're six. They're they're. Where is that game? Here. Okay, six and they're six and three. Georgia. So. Georgia, they'll lose. Who? Florida. We'll lose to Georgia? 100%. I can't. Georgia hasn't played anybody. I can't say this enough. Uh-huh. We're terrible. Oh, dear. Like, not bad. Terrible. That's what Florida is in basketball. <laughs> they beat Stony Brook. They beat Kennesaw State. Uh-huh. They beat Oregon State. They uh-huh. beat FAMU and Stetson. Okay. They got beat at home by Florida Atlantic. They got beat by 10 by Xavier. They got beat by 30 by West Virginia. And they got beat by 20 at home against UConn. They'll beat Ohio this Wednesday. Then they'll lose to Oklahoma. And then they'll go 0-1-0-2-1-2-1-3-1-4-1-5-1-6-2-6-2-7-2-8-2-9-3-9-3-10-3-11-3-12-4-12. Four and uh, five and tw- they're going to go five and thirteen in the league. So they're going to be five and thirteen in the league, which oh, will no. put them overall at uh, eleven, twelve. They're going to be twelve and eighteen overall. And so that terrible, terrible job that Mike White was doing, getting him to the tournament every year. Uh-huh. I love to be vetted now by you know the the the, the group mistake, right? Yeah, that's that. That's what it'll be. You can't. You know, it'll be funny that when Mike White replaced a legend and came in and didn't fall to five and thirteen, oh, it's just well, you know, it's just continuing. Yeah, All right. Oh boy, but they're gonna let this guy FSU got a win over the weekend. Pass. I saw that be Florida little- did beat uh, FSU in a, like they had one great half of basketball. Mm-hmm. I'd say that, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 just I don't know, man. I'm a little dis. I don't think and I think if you're running a basketball program right in today's day and age, you shouldn't have. Yeah, I don't care what your. I don't care. You should not be five and thirteen, dude. It's too easy to get a team together. It's too easy through the portal and everything else. You should never, ever, ever go from a take over a program that goes to the tournament every year and go five and thirteen. And maybe you won't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're, they'll end up being better than they look like they are. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost to Ohio on Wednesday. I really oh, wouldn't. Dear. And then they'll definitely lose to Oklahoma the next week. You are bringing me down. Well, I just, I mean, I, this is more, by the way, I didn't intend this to be a bash Florida basketball. I intended it to be the SEC is really good, so it's not good timing that Florida is in transition and is way worse than we thought they were. Mm. Uh, Jameson <clears throat> Williams caught his first pass I saw that. of the year yesterday for a touchdown. He was out with an ACL, so that was kind of neat to see. 
Uh, and Justin Jefferson, by the way, had another game. He's got like, have you looked at his stats this year? I know he had 223 yesterday, which was a franchise record. Was it? Yeah. Kirk. Captain Kirk. Um, 1,500 yards, 40 ahead of Tyreek. He has, let me see what he's got. Yeah, 1,500 yards. You just said that. He's averaging 115 yards a game. Uh, He's going to go over 2,000 receiving yards. What's the NFL record? It's over 2,000. For most receiving yards. He's got 99 catches. It was Calvin Johnson, but I feel like somebody else did it in the last. Did Marvin Harrison have like 150 catches one year or something? He got beat by Michael Thomas, I think. Michael Thomas has the record. For catches. Yeah. So he won't get that. Tyreek Hill has 100 catches. Justin Jefferson has 99. Uh, Devontae Adams is having a great year. He's got 82 for 1247 and 12 touchdowns. Um, So, Stephon Diggs. All right, single season catches. Uh-huh. Michael Thomas, uh, by the way, Cooper Cup went over 2,000 last year. Oh, that's right. Um, and Cooper Cup, it looks like his 2021. Oh, that's the year, not this. Cooper Cup season. won the Triple Crown last year. Um, yeah, one, uh, 149. How Cup quickly had, we forget. Cup had 145. <laughs> Julio once had 136. Uh huh. What's he at? 100 even? What'd Tyreek's at 100. JJ's at 99. Yeah, they're not going to approach that. It no. Matter. What is the record for Cooper Cup? No, it's Michael Thomas has it, 149. 149. Cooper Cup had 145. That's another guy who has disappeared off the face of Michael the Thomas? NFL earth. Yes. Yeah, that's because he's missed all year. He's hurt again. Well, he missed last year, too, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's OBJ again. Started out like a house of fire. He went 92, 104, 125, 149, 40, didn't play. 16. Three years, Pross. And Cup did not quite get to 2,000 last year. 1947. So that That's the record? It is. No, I, somebody's gotten 2,000. Hold on. Oh, you're, you're sure of that? I am. Okay. I think it was Cal- I know Calvin did. I think somebody else. Michael Thomas. No, Calvin, didn't he get like 1,800? Yeah, I don't think anybody's I got I thought Jerry it. Rice got the highest, and he was like 1,900. Yeah, I don't think anybody's I don't got think it. nobody got 2,000 yeah. receiving. 1,964 for Calvin. So mm-hmm. no one's gotten 2,000. Is that right. more than Cooper? Cooper Cup had 1,947. Ooh! They didn't let him get the record. Julio Jones had 1871 in the uh, in 15. Jerry Rice had 1848. Mm-hmm. Tony O'Brown 1834. That's it over 1800. So yeah, you're right. No 2000. 1964. Uh, Jefferson's at what? They getting 2000 this year. What's 1500. It? Four games left. Yeah. 115 could a game. Very, yeah. Could very well. That's 460. Yeah, 125 a game. But yeah. I thought he's averaging 115 a game. Oh yeah. Well, then he wouldn't quite get there, would he? Yeah. It'd be 460 in four games. Oh yeah. He's at 1,500. Oh, he wouldn't yeah, get there. Yeah, he wouldn't get there. That's what I'm saying. He'd get right where these guys oh, yeah. are. 1960, 1947. Somebody, Cup, do, don't somebody forget, do the math Don't here. forget Cup last year took a pass in the last week. He could have got, like, he sat. Oh, remember, he could, yeah. Like, I can't remember the reason he gave, but it was almost nod, some nod to something. I don't remember what. Maybe because they were blowing somebody out. And these boys are getting an extra game. Yes. Yeah, that's true, too. Yes. Last year, no. Or did we play seven? Yeah, last yeah. year, too. Yeah. Last year, too. That's true. That's fair. Calvin Johnson got his in, in a 16-game season. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, just, to, you know, so much talk about the Jags this morning, obviously, and how they performed. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, best game as a pro, 30th start. Check. Uh, took care of the Titans. You can sense a shift in the AFC South. Check. Still alive for the playoffs this year. Check. 
the, so many big ramifications the, from and, the win. And maybe the bigger check of all now that we have a whole year to look on. The AFC South has a Trevor Lawrence problem. I mean, we have by a mile the best quarterback in the league. The Jags yeah. are fixing to win the division seven out of ten years. It's kind of, I mean, Look, you can be cynical. You can say, damn you, Prosser, don't mush it. I'm telling you, sir, as I'm sitting here. That. I yeah. do want to say that. Okay, good. You can say it, and then you can say, okay, you were right. Mm-hmm. But the Jags fixing to take hold of this division like Peyton Manning did, like Andrew Luck did, and like Deshaun Watson did. Because uh, all I know is in the 20 years the South has been around, the team with the best quarterback has won the division year after year after year. And that guy now will be us. And to be quite frank, Trevor Lawrence will play the rest of his career, and the division will never have a quarterback to rival him. Uh, Tony... Plahetsky is an investigative reporter at the Statesman, and KVU, KVU is reporting breaking news this morning. University of Texas head men's basketball coach Chris Beard arrested and charged with assault on a family member early Monday. Oof. Those wow. cheers, those, those, those cynical cheers you hear are coming from Lubbock. Oof. They hate that dude. That is not good. No. What is that? Well, it sounds see. like he cuffed up a kid, one of his kids. It could be. could be. Who knows? Well, it seems like they would say why. You know what I mean? If it was domestic, like, yeah, it seems like they would say wife. It wasn't quote, family, family member. member. Yeah, or maybe it's like a, I don't know. Yeah, more details will come out, and they'll be unseemly. Mm. And right? then again, as we mentioned earlier, Mike Leach in a hospital fighting for his life. Sounds like, like it. You know, uh, headline needs a miracle after medical emergency. And yeah, I don't. Trust there was those another uh, tell me sad story over over the weekend. Grant Wall, this SI writer. Yeah. For soccer, uh, passed away unexpectedly. Now, he had been talking a lot about, and, and this kind of along the lines of what we were talking about with Leach. Yeah, pay attention. If you're not feeling well, you know, and I, I know you, you men, well, I many people are taught tough, tough, you know, fight through it, keep going, you know. But if it's something a little out of the ordinary, man, get it checked out. Now, the conspiracy theory is, mm-hmm. and so don't go head over heels buying into this. Mm-hmm was in a very much more intolerant part of the world. Yeah. Grant Wall wore an old, his brother is, is gay. So he wore a T-shirt that they yes. tried, a rainbow T-shirt or whatnot, that they tried to make him take off. I think ultimately he ended up wearing it they in. They detained him. Yeah. So, I, again, and his brother I wouldn't came. put anything past that. This is maybe unfair to say. I wouldn't put anything past that side of the world, well, bro. His brother came out and said, you know, he was perfectly healthy. The thing that makes me wonder, a couple things make me wonder a little bit, but he, he he had complained he wasn't feeling good. He had complained about tightness in his chest. I don't think that they murdered him in that yeah. on that stage. That's yeah. ridiculous. Um, but it was a, not a good situation because he collapsed at the soccer game. And it was apparently just laughing just moments before at a joke. And they had to Uber him to the yeah. hospital and just, yeah. Uh, that is terrible. Sad. And that's a guy, too, by the way, that I've, you know, I've known about. He's worked for SI forever. Oh, sure. He wasn't soccer exclusive. I'm sure he wrote for... Basketball wrote, or college football or something. Yeah, he wrote I read a it great before. story on uh, Joakim Noah at Florida. Years ago. Sort of Joakim yeah. Noah's coming out at the University of Florida, coming out as established himself as one of the best college basketball players in the country, and Grant Wall spent some time with Joakim. But there will be a conspiracy. You will read in some corners of the internet yeah. about some a murder or otherwise. And, and by the way, if you did die of a heart attack, that could have been caused. I don't know that that's what happened. But boy, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's how you would. Pull that off. Anyway, um, point being another tragedy in the world of sports, and let's hope that we don't have a, a complete tragedy with Mike Leach and that he can get better. But, you know, again, like we've reiterated, 
especially you get up to be the age of Michael Leach. If you something's wrong, go don't work through it all the time. Go find out what's wrong because he apparently was just kind of dragged around pneumonia all year. And you can get it with those football coaches, right? I mean, as mm-hmm. hard as they go and the long hours that they put in. All right, we'll be back. Um, we'll see either what's trending or what advice we can give or what headlines abound. We've so many options. Well, one other thing before we go to break, and yeah. I didn't mention this because I wasn't allowed, but the Heisman Trophy ceremony went Caleb Williams won. I voted for Caleb Williams first. People ask me, who'd you vote for? How'd you vote? I voted for Caleb Williams first. I voted for Max Duggan second. I voted for Blake Corum third, the running back from Michigan, because I like what he did with his NIL money. I like to give it to somebody third who's, you know, kind of under, was the, there any part, under the radar a little Was there bit. any part of you in analyzing Caleb Williams that subtracted points for the for the fingernails against Utah? I mean, I that partic- doesn't matter. Like, civ- civility and decorum doesn't matter anymore? Like, I mean, I don't just Because that's about as bold a – I mean, if, if you ranked the curse words, that'd yeah. be top two or three in the most – you know, vulgar, bold ones. Into, yeah, I didn't like it. Um, he wrote bleep uh, Utah on his fingernails only. He spelled I'm not it sure out. why, because he, his speech was terrific. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's an exceptionally intelligent young man. I thought he handled himself greatly. I thought I liked everything he said. It is amazing to me, going back to the speech, when, you know, and, and these a lot of these guys now, they talk about, well, I knew when I was 10 years old, and my dad was, you know, instrumental. I get that. Um, but... You know, here's the thing. At 10 years old, they know how good he is. Does Lincoln Riley? He's, he's the best athlete on yeah, the field at 10 sure. years old. So so then you sit there and go, okay, well, maybe we can do something here. Especially. Does Lincoln Riley not have three Heismans and a, and a runner-up in his six years coaching? He does have three Heismans. Baker won it? Who won it? Uh, Baker won it. Um, uh, Kyler won it. Kyler won it. Right. Hertz, and Hertz was a runner-up? Hertz was a runner-up. And now Williams. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we stop giving it to his quarterback all the time. You know, maybe the quarterback isn't the most outstanding player. It's just the most outstanding play caller with a functional quarterback is kind of that position. Does it ever play against you? Um, I don't I don't hold it. I mean, yeah. I thought Caleb Williams was the best player in the country. Yeah. I think he's played for the best system in the country and you put any of those other guys in his system and moved him out, I don't know, but that's not how it works. So, yeah. I uh, certainly put up good numbers. I tell you what I can't Great stand numbers. is the damn you Georgia fans are some piece of work, man. Screaming that your guy was somehow overlooked. The fact that Stetson Bennett was a finalist for the Heisman yeah, that's great. Is, is, is way more than Stetson Bennett's talent level. And y'all should eat it up and enjoy it and not believe that because you're undefeated that Stetson Bennett's somehow being overlooked. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's just never happy, man. Never happy. The Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorcementOnly.com. Oh, it's a sweet victory Monday around these parts. Jags improved to 5-8 and eight on the season. Five big dubs. Cherish them. Let's go get a couple more along the way. Maybe three. I think eight and nine wins the division. I really do. And we'll see what happens with the Jags going forward. But as of today, celebrate a win over the Tennessee Titans. Finally. Golly. Ugh. Take that, Vrabel. Take that, Nashville. Take that, Tennessee. Take it all. Beautiful. Trevor was outstanding, and the old line, they he didn't get, you know, he's dancing around in the pocket, hitting guys. The throw he made to Ingram, the touchdown run he had. They had Tennessee players in tears, man. There was one of their linebackers came out after the game and was crying. That's what happens when you try to bully somebody in the – and the and the underdog 
takes his fist and clenches it up and punches the bully in the mouth. Buddy that was crying, is that the same guy that uh, Trev gave that, that, yes. de- that stiff arm? that was that guy. Oh, his neck was hurting. Yeah. Dude, what kind of NFL player goes in the locker room and cries? What are we doing? Cry. I'm not kidding, man. You play the gl- biggest glad. You're not allowed to cry after you lose an NFL game, dude. Unless it's a career ender or just some crazy emotional. You don't get to lose to the Jags at home and then go in your locker. I'd cut him. Who is it? What's his name? Might have been a career ender for him. I cut him. I cut him today. Listen, man, I can take the missed tackle. I understand the stiff arm. Sucks losing to the Jags. <clears throat> did you cry in the post game? I'd ask him. He did cry. Yeah, you're get get your get out of here, bro. Was he also the guy that pulled the bush the bush league? Um, whenever he like at the end of the game. That I don't know. Was that the same guy? Yeah, what, that what I don't know. What are we doing? Crying in the block. <laughs> we had almost 1,000 votes in our one-to-one financial poll question today. After 30 starts, Trevor Lawrence is our franchise quarterback, 63%. 25% is a generational after all. So, um, yeah, get get used to it. And the boys all over social media love sending me the in-the-hunt graphic. Uh, e, you've gotten some too, I'm sure, because uh, there we are in the hunt uh, right there um, at the top of the 5-8 and eight board. We beat Vegas. Uh, Cleveland's 5-8. and eight, Pittsburgh's 5-8. and eight. Chargers are six and six. Patriots are six and six. They're in the hunt. The wild card teams are the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the uh, New York Football Jets. So, um, yeah, so the good stuff going on there. We'll take that. Jaguars defense is not great. They're not great, but they were opportunistic yesterday, and they got four turnovers. And if you get four turnovers and don't turn it over and don't win, there's something wrong with you. And we had before this and year. We had, well, we had three. I think. I think we were plus three against Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. But that is such a key part of. Um, success in the NFL, and it's as it's as it's a test as old as time, man. If you're positive, who, who's who's got the best turnover t- differential in the NFL? The team with the best record, Philadelphia. Yeah, plus fourteen. Right, but didn't they went forever without even having one? And the Baltimore Ravens plus nine, and the Dallas Cowboys plus eight. The Vikings are plus six. We're the ones that don't belong. The Niners are plus six. The Jags are plus five. That should be an indicator to our team and our organization that we've got to get better football players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Because with a plus five differential and a, and a, if you look at the point differential, I think we're even right now. I think we're dead even and have the best point differential. You have the best point differential in the AFC South. You have the best turnover differential in the AFC South, but you're not in first place in the AFC South. That's that's on the flip side a little bit frustrating. Well, I that, and you know again, I hate to on a day that we just had this great win and we've yeah. got a chance. Here, Our defense has got to get. We a lot have better. a chance to write, you know, because people are and I get it. You look back, oh man, the Giants, all the Texans, oh, sure. all the Broncos. Sure. Yeah, and they could. You're right. They could very easily be eight and five instead of five and eight, but they're not. But even with those games having happened, mm-hmm. you know, you will forget that if you win these four in a row, you'll forget that. Oh yeah, you'll be nine and eight. And more than anything, these are such big wins because it's just like from the bigger picture next year. I'm telling. I mean, we're the favorites to win the division next year. We will be. We'll be the pick, yeah. right? Because we got the guy. We got the quarterback. And it's worth repeating. And I have a couple times today. I don't mean to beat a dead horse. But you look at the history of the. Of the AFC South, it's it's not it's not tricky. Peyton it's Manning, tricky. well, Peyton Manning was in the division for about ten years, and mm-hmm. they won it just about every year. And then mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck were in the division the other ten years, and they won it just about every year. Yep. Right now, Derrick Henry has won a couple for the Titans these last couple of years, but 
I mean, really, this and most divisions, if you get the best quarterback in the division, you're going to be the best team in the division. The anomaly on the flip side of turnover differential this year is surprisingly the Kansas City Chiefs. They're minus five, but yet they're 10 and three. So um, that's something that they need to address, though, because let me tell you something. When you play good teams in the playoffs in January and you don't win the turnover battle, you're going to lose those games. You lose those. You might be able to get away with it with the Denver Broncos who are averaging 14 points a game and hand them 27 and still outscore them. You ain't doing that against the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, if you go minus three against Cincinnati, guess what you're going to do? I don't care where you play them. You're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You go minus three against Buffalo. I don't care where you play them. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to lose. So those are some of the reasons why these things stand out for us. All right, we'll take a break. We'll make the turn for home. Jaguars victory Monday. We'll hand it off to Jaguars today when we come back right here on the now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com careers, equal opportunity employer. All right, time to hand it off to Jaguars today. Keep the good feel, the vibe going. Hey, Tony. Good morning. Great day in Jacksonville, FLA, as the uh, Jags take care of the Tennessee Titans. You have a Victory Monday show planned. No doubt about it. Uh, David Garrard will join us in studio, and we will react Mm -hmm. to the Jaguars big win up in Nashville yesterday obviously and what does that mean for the final month of the season and Mm -hmm. gives you at least another week where this week's game has meaning right and it's been since 2017 since we've been in mid-December and the Jaguars were playing any kind of game with any kind of meaning outside of draft position and thank goodness we don't have to be discussing that as we head towards the Christmas I just I love to looking forward to Sunday I love thinking, even, I know there'll be a ton of Cowboy fans there. I don't care. I love the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I love the atmosphere. I love Jag fans giving it to Cowboy fans and the back and forth. I, I look forward to the bank being filled up in a, a big game on Sunday at the stadium. Sure. And if they can with keep Fo- winning. With, with the number one guys from Fox coming, yeah. I think. And if they keep winning, they can create that kind of atmosphere for yeah. a Week 18 game against Tennessee. Oh. But you have to keep winning oh. to create an opportunity Don't you let to that happen, that. Tony Smith. And on top of that, you know, it... I think there are enough deficiencies with this team, and they have been made obvious over the course of the season, that mm. you can't say with confidence they're going to win the last four games. Right. right? Defense ain't that good. They were opportunistic yesterday. They Absolutely. played well. They're not, they need, there's some work that needs to be done on the defense. No doubt. But the quarterback is playing well enough mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. that the idea of them winning their last four games doesn't seem absurd. Yeah, good right? point. Like Trevor's yeah. playing well enough that, yeah, you could see them finding a way. In these four, they found a way against the Raiders. They found a way against the Ravens, and they beat the tar out of the Titans. Yeah. You know, in that game yesterday, they're capable of doing it. Doesn't mean I'm going to pick them in all four games even down the stretch, but they they have the guy pulling the trigger that gives them a chance. Certainly his 30th start was his best start of his NFL career, and it was great to watch. And he didn't need the running game. He didn't need to practice on Wednesday or Thursday. No, the best move in chess is the one that your opponent can't defend. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like that's and that's kind of what they did yesterday. We we're not running the ball, but they can't stop us throwing it. We're going to throw it. That was enough. All right, my man. Have a great show. Thank you. Uh, Mike and Tony Jaguars today. David Garrard along as well. It's all coming up here on the Superstation. Jeffrey, our work is done here. On yeah, Monday. let's see if we get on a little roll here, huh? Be a nice little December roll. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, from Victory Formation, we're signing off. It's been the Monday Morning Quarterback Divorcement Only.com.